Are you ready? Well then, I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. Now the very first tip is this one. Believe that you can do it. One more time. Believe that you can do it. This is so important. As you're studying English, as you're going along your journey, you are learning many new things, but you must first believe that it's possible. And you see, when you believe that you can do it, this will help you have more confidence when you start speaking English. Think about it. You learn something new. You encounter a native English speaker and all of a sudden you freeze up. You get nervous. Why? Because you're not sure you can do it. So you must remember that the first thing you have to do is believe that you can do it. Another reason why this is so important is because when you believe, when you, my friend, believe that you can do it, you won't get discouraged if you make a mistake along your English journey, you are going to make mistakes. It's a fact, even native English speakers, when we speak English, we make mistakes and I'm sure in your own language, you make mistakes sometimes as well. So when you believe that it's possible, when you believe that you can speak English fluently and that you will achieve your goals, what will happen? You'll stop worrying about mistakes. You won't beat yourself up. You won't get discouraged. Believe that you can do it. Also, when you believe that you can do it, your negative thoughts about your English ability will start to fade away. Listen, I'm your English teacher and I love teaching you new English words, expressions and ideas and how to organize your thoughts. But one thing that I also love doing is helping you change your mindset. When you believe in yourself again, your negative thoughts saying, oh, you're not as good as this person or, oh, you made a mistake or, oh, dot, dot, dot. Those negative thoughts will fade away. The first thing you have to do is simply believe that you can do it. I believe in you. That's why I teach you English. That's why I'm so passionate about helping you achieve your goals because I believe in you. Now you have to believe in yourself. So number one, believe that you can do it. The second thing is also very important. Practice in the mirror. Once again, practice in the mirror. Now I love this one because maybe you are currently living in a country and in your country, there are no native English speakers. So sometimes it gets a little bit overwhelming when you're trying to practice, but there's no one around you. Oh, but my friend practicing in front of the mirror will change your English. You see practicing in the mirror will help you be less nervous when you speak to others. There's something that happens psychologically. When you look in the mirror and you practice speaking in English, you're watching yourself. You see how you're presenting yourself and it will actually help you speak English better. So again, it will help you stop being nervous when you speak English to others. Another thing that will help you is this. When you practice in front of a mirror, you will gain more confidence in your ability to speak English. You see, as you look at yourself in the mirror, as you're speaking English, you're actually going to realize how much, you know, you're going to say, wow, I'm not that bad. Wow. 
I am speaking English. Wow, I can do anything. You see, by practicing in the mirror, you'll start gaining more confidence. Again, this is going to help you speak English more fluently. This will also help you be more aware of your posture when you speak English. Body language is important. For example, as you're watching this video lesson, right? I'm teaching you English. I'm using my hands. I look confident as I speak to you, right? Imagine if my posture changed and I started by saying, Hey, um, I'm going to help you with your English. All of a sudden you start to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Hey, wait a minute. Tiffany doesn't look as confident as she normally does when she's teaching English to me. Your posture makes a difference. So when you speak to someone in English, you want to make sure your shoulders are back. You're proud of what you're saying. You're confident in yourself. And when you practice in the mirror, you'll start fixing your posture. Listen, you can do it. Number one, again, believe you can do it. Number two, practice in the mirror. All of these things are going to help you improve your English fluency. Now, number three, I like number three. Here's number three. Learn and teach one new thing every single day. That's right. You heard me right. Learn and teach one new thing every single day. Now let me explain why this is so important. When I say learn and teach one new thing every single day, you as an English learner, first of all, you're amazing. You're intelligent. You're learning another language. And every single day you are being exposed to something new. As I'm teaching you, you hear new words and expressions. Something's in my eye. <laughs> you hear new words and expressions that maybe you've never heard before, right? Those new words, those new expressions, those new ideas, right? You're writing them down in your notebook. As soon as you learn them, think of someone you can teach them to. Let's say, for example, the word you learned today was scrumptious. I taught my students this word scrumptious. It means, Ooh, extremely delicious, extremely delicious. Now, after you learn that word, find someone, find someone to teach the word too. You learned a new word. Now it's time to teach it. Do this one time every single day and your English will improve fast. Now I want to give you a few more reasons, but as I said, scrumptious, I realized that you might want to learn with me as well. I have a totally free newsletter. So in the link, in the link, you'll see a link to my newsletters, totally free. And three times a week, I send an email with English tips, helping you improve your English. So if you enjoy my YouTube lessons, if you enjoy my podcast, all you have to do is click the link in the description. Again, speak English with Tiffany.com forward slash newsletter. And I'll start sending it to you totally for free so that you can continue learning with me. Now, again, the third tip I mentioned to you was right here. Again, learn and teach one new thing every single day by doing this. It will enforce what you learned. When you teach somebody the word scrumptious, what's going to happen? Ooh, the next time you go out to eat and someone places a plate of food in front of you, you take a bite. Ooh, this is scrumptious. Why? Because you learned it and then you taught it to someone else. So it's going to be at the forefront of your mind. 
Again, it reinforces what you learn. This will also help you remember what you learned faster when you get into an English conversation. You know what I'm talking about, right? Sometimes you get into a conversation and someone asks you something in English and all of a sudden your mind goes blank. Ooh, I don't, I don't know what to say. But when you learn and teach someone every single day, that word, that expression, that idea will pop into your mind very quickly when you go to have an English conversation. And finally, this will also, I want to put this one on the screen for you as well. This will also boost your confidence in your ability to speak English. Think about it. If you're able to not only learn something, but break it down in a way that someone else that's learning English can understand. You talk about a confidence booster. Wait a minute. I really do understand this. So again, when you learn and teach one new thing every single day, it will boost your confidence in your ability to speak English. This is the third thing you must do. If you want to speak English faster and fluently. Now, number four, this tip is also very, very important. You need to answer the five W's at the end of your day. Again, answer the five W's at the end of your day. Now you've been studying with me for a while. So, you know, the five W's, right? Say them with me. You ready? Who, what, when, where, and why exactly the five W's. So at the end of the day, Think about your day. Who were you with? What did you do? Where did you go? Why did you go there? Think about all of these things and answer each of the five W's. Now, why is this important by doing this? It will help you think in English throughout your day. It's not difficult. It's not challenging, right? Very simple, right? Who, what, when, where, and why as you're going through your day. Oh, I hung out with my friend today. Oh, we went to the park. Oh, why? Because we were tired. You're thinking in English all throughout your day. So at the end of the day, you're able to answer the five W's. It will also help you organize your thoughts like a native English speaker every single day. Remember your goal is to sound like me, right? And you can do it. Don't worry. I have students that have done it. That's your goal. So you have to learn how to think like a native English speaker, and this will help you do that. Finally, this will also help you use the English you already know to describe your day. This is something that I try to encourage my students on a regular basis to do. You already know a lot of English. You're smart. You're intelligent. You've probably been studying English for months, years, maybe even decades. So in your brain, there are already a lot of words and expressions and thoughts. This right here will simply help you start to utilize what you already know, improving your English makes sense, right? Now, the fifth thing I need you to do is this right here, record one video every week. Now I know that sounds scary. I know you're like, Whoa, Tiffany. Whoa. Every week. Listen, my friend, it's not as hard as you think. Again, this is something I encourage each and every one of my students to do. You have a cell phone, right? Doesn't matter which cell phone you have. 
take your cell phone out and just record yourself. Remember we talked about number two, practicing in front of the mirror, right? With your cell phone, you can see yourself, record yourself talking about your day. Now, why is this important? First, this will help you track your progress. As an English learner, you have a large goal, a big goal. You want to speak English like a native. You might not be there yet. So sometimes you feel discouraged, but when you have videos once a week and you can track your progress, you'll suddenly feel better. Wait a minute. I'm getting better with time. This will also help you be more comfortable speaking English in front of others. Something happens. Wow. Something's in my eye again. Don't worry. I leave this in the video so you can know it's real. <laughs> so something happens when you record yourself, something happens psychologically. You know what? One of my students, Kathy, I'll say her name. Hey, Kathy, Kathy told me this happened to her. She said, Tiff, I was a little bit shy to speak English in front of people at times, but then I heard what you said. You gave us the instruction in the Academy to record a video. She said, and I started doing it Tiff. She said in the beginning, I wasn't comfortable, but I kept doing it every week. Fast forward after only a few short months, Kathy started a YouTube channel. You heard me right. A YouTube channel where she speaks English in every video, all because she started recording herself every week and she lost that nervousness. She started being more confident in her ability to speak English. And she now speaks English in front of others with no problems at all. Confidence. I love it. So remember it will help you be more comfortable when you speak English in front of others. And finally, this will help you gain confidence in your ability to speak English. Well, something happens when you have to record yourself every week and you can see what you're doing. Trust me, you can achieve your English goal. You will be able to speak English like a native English speaker. If you follow these tips, Hey, are you tired of being stuck at the same English level? Do you want to improve your English and speak with more confidence? Then today's lesson is for you. I'm going to give you seven ways to improve your English right now. You ready? Well then I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. All right. Way number one, watch English movies and TV shows. That's right. You have to watch English movies and TV shows. Let me explain. You see, watching movies, English movies and TV shows is a great way to immediately, immediately start improving your English. This can be a fun and engaging way to improve your listening skills and pick up new vocabulary. Remember to watch movies and shows that you find interesting. Now I'm going to give you three reasons why this is so amazing, but I want to tell you this. You see, I learned to speak Korean. So I understand the struggles that you go through trying to learn a new language, trying to speak like a native English speaker. It can be challenging. And along your English journey, you have studied many books. You have written lots of essays or written lots of things in English. And sometimes you get overwhelmed because you might get boring, but this way, this method will not only help you learn a lot, but help you 
finally enjoy the process. I did the same thing when I was learning to speak Korean. I watched tons of English, excuse me, Korean dramas. <laughs> I started thinking about English, right? Because I'm teaching you English. But no, I watched tons of Korean dramas. And I was so immersed with the dramas. I loved what they were talking about. And I was learning naturally. New Korean words, new Korean expressions, and you can do the same thing following this method, following this way. Again, watching English movies and TV shows. Here's the first reason. This will help you improve your listening skills. As you're learning English, yes, your goal is to speak English fluently. In order to speak fluently, though, you must improve your listening skills. So doing this will help you improve your listening skills. Second, as you watch, you will also pick up new vocabulary and expressions that are used in real life. That's the key. You may have tons of English books with wonderful vocabulary words, wonderful expressions, and that's great. But sometimes the words you learn from books are not used in real life anymore. When you watch English movies and TV shows, you will learn the words and expressions that are used in real life. The third reason why this way is so important is you will learn about different accents and cultures. You see, I live in America. America is a huge country. And someone from the East Coast, I'm from the East Coast, sounds different from someone from the South, Deep South. We have different accents. There are different aspects as well of our culture, even though we are Americans. So when you watch English movies, when you watch English television shows and dramas, you will understand new accents. You'll understand little parts of cultures that are found in different parts of America. This is why it's so beneficial to watch English movies and English TV shows. Make sense? All right, let's go to number two, the second way. Read English books and articles. English books and articles. So this is one of the most effective ways to improve your English skills. It can be a relaxing way to learn many new things. But remember to read things that you are interested in. I want to focus on this part before I explain the three reasons or give you the three reasons. You don't just want to read everything. There are tons of books, tons of books that you can choose from. But if you really want to improve your English, speak English better. You heard me right. Reading helps you speak better. You need to find books about topics you are interested in. If you like cooking, read cooking books. If you like love stories, find a book that talks about great love stories, right? If you enjoy learning about different technologies, find a book that talks about technology. Make sure you're finding books and articles written in English that are about topics you, my friend, are already interested in. Here's the first reason why. As you read, your comprehension and critical thinking skills will naturally start to improve. This is amazing. First of all, you are amazing. You speak your own language and you're learning another language. You're already amazing. Your brain is awesome. 
So as you read things in English, your brain will start processing the information, improving your critical thinking skills and your comprehension. The second reason why this way is so important, each book and each article you read will help you learn new vocabulary. I love helping the students that are in my academy. I have an academy, Speak English with Tiffany Academy. The link is right below. Each student, as they're learning with me, they realize, wait a minute, Tiff, I'm learning new vocabulary words. Wait a minute, Tiff, I'm learning new expressions via the video lessons, via the, the, uh, uh, the articles or the ebooks. They're learning new things naturally as they go through lessons. And the same thing will happen for you. As you read books and articles, you'll learn new vocabulary naturally. Finally, this will also help your grammar improve in a natural way. Man, this has happened so many times. Students have come to me. They wanted me to be their teacher. They joined my academy. They said, Tiff, I want to improve my English. I want to improve my grammar. I said, hey, I don't teach grammar, but your grammar will improve. And they kind of look at me if we're on a video call or they say in an email, like, how does that, how does that work? I said, don't worry, just trust me. A few months down the line, their grammar has improved. This is what happens when you read English books, when you read articles, the exact same thing will happen. Your grammar will improve. Why? Because your brain is still processing the information. It's processing the patterns that it's finding as you're reading through these articles and books. Your grammar will naturally improve. Way number two, read English books and articles. What about way number three? Listen to English music. This is effective. Now, you know that I love music. I, actually, you know what? Before I give you the breakdown, I'm going to give you a short song. Real, You know what? No. Stay till the end. During story time, I'll give you a song. All right, here's the breakdown. Listening to English music is a way to learn English without any stress. It can be a nice break from your usual study routine. Remember, though, to listen to music that you like. If you like soft music, if you like fast music, find music that you like and listen to it, making sure it has English lyrics. Why is this so powerful? Reason number one, this will help you improve your ability to understand various accents. When people sing songs, their accents also can come out and it will improve your listening skills. Second, as you listen, you will learn many real life vocabulary words and idioms. I remember when I was studying Korean, our teachers would do this for us. During class, they would play Korean music and we'd hear new words. We'd hear new idioms. It's a very natural and stress-free way to improve your English. And finally, the reason why this is such a good way, you will also learn interesting things about American culture as you listen to the words of the songs. Songs tell stories, so you can improve your English as you're listening. So don't forget, listen to English music. The fourth way, very important way, practice writing in English. This is also very important. You see, writing in English will give you the opportunity to organize your thoughts and process information in English. This can be a great way to connect, 
English to your daily life. Processing your thoughts, organizing your thoughts, thinking about your day and writing it down. This can help you improve your English. Reason number one, as you practice writing in English, your grammar will also improve. Remember, we talked about it in the previous way. Again, understanding the importance of reading a lot. You're learning patterns. Then when you go to write, your brain will naturally say, hey, we learned this pattern when you were reading that book or that article. Now apply. Use that pattern as you write about your day. Again, as you write and practice writing in English, your grammar will also improve. Second reason, the more you write in English, the more your ability to think critically in English will also improve. Your critical thinking skills are super important. They will help you speak English more fluently. And finally, this will give you a way to track and record your progress. Remember, we're talking about seven ways to improve your English right now, no matter where you are. Trust me, these will work. These ways, these methods. Here we go. Number five. Be active in online forums. Online forums are very important. You see, being active and participating in online forums will actually help you feel more confident in your ability to speak English. Remember, though, to select forums that are about topics that actually interest you. Remember, your whole goal is to speak English fluently. Your whole goal is to improve your English. So you need to find different ways to use it. And online forums are amazing. You can practice, you can speak with other people and understand new words and expressions. So here's reason number one. The more active you are, the more English writing practice you will get. As you're responding to comments in the forum, as you're responding to posts or even posting your own messages, your English will improve and you'll get lots of practice. Second, as you participate in the online discussions, you will naturally learn new vocabulary and idioms because people from all over the world will be in these forums using new words, new idioms, new expressions, and you'll be observing and reading them and learning at the same time. Third, this will also give you another way to connect with other learners and native speakers. Remember, English is not about, this language is not about you just reading books and staying in your own little space. No, you want to explore, expand your horizons, talk to other people, use what you're learning, and online forums will help you do that. Remember, ways to improve your English right now. I mean, right now, even after this video, find a forum. After listening to this podcast, if you're listening to it, find a forum and start practicing your English. Way number six, practice with a partner. This is so important. You see, practicing what you learn with someone else will make the learning process much more enjoyable. Remember, it is important to find a partner, though, that is at your same level. You see, when you practice what you learn, you'll remember it and you'll also apply it when you're speaking. So 
And when you practice with a partner, you'll learn even more and enjoy the process. Here's reason number one, why I think this way is so important for you to put into practice. Now you will learn new things from each other as you practice. That's right. You can help each other next. As you practice, your communication skills will also improve. You're practicing, you're communicating, making sure your partner understands what you're saying and also making sure you understand what your partner is saying and your English will constantly and consistently improve. Third reason, the more you practice, the more confident you will feel in your ability to speak English. When you feel confident, your English will start improving. Trust me, it works. What about way number seven? Again, something you can do right now. Use flashcards. Using flashcards is a great way to review what you are learning. You see, the more you review, the easier it will be for you to remember words when you get into real English conversations. This is a powerful way to improve your English right now. Here's reason number one, the flashcards. They will help you organize the words you know and the words you need to work on, practicing over and over again. Reason number two, you will be able to quiz yourself and others because you have flashcards. Once again, you will be able to quiz yourself and others because you have flashcards practicing back and forth, back and forth. And finally, reason number three, this will also help you keep track of all the new words and concepts you are learning. Flashcards, using flashcards, this is a powerful way to improve your English now. So once again, don't forget, the power of using these seven ways to improve your English now. I hope you enjoyed this lesson and I will talk to you in the next one. But also, don't forget to speak English. Hey, in today's English lesson, I am going to teach you five simple steps that will help you speak English with confidence in any situation. Are you ready? Well then, I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. Here is tip number one, speak clearly and loudly. Once again, speak clearly and loudly. Now, why is this so important to you as an English learner? Here's the first thing. When you speak clearly and loudly, it will help you articulate your thoughts and ideas more effectively, making you appear more confident in your speech. You see, when people are listening to you and they're watching you and they're observing you, they also need to see that you feel confident in yourself. So when you speak clearly and loudly, they immediately feel like you are a confident English speaker and that will help you feel more confident as well. So again, articulating your thoughts and ideas, it will help you do this more effectively. The second thing is this, this will also help you overcome any fears you may have about speaking in public because it will help you feel more confident. 
When you focus on speaking clearly, when you focus on actually getting the words out and not mumbling, sometimes this happens to be very honest as an English learner, sometimes when you're going to say something and you're not sure, sometimes your words, your words start coming out like this, right? You start mumbling a bit. Why? Because you get nervous and you're not sure how the people listening to you will respond. Don't do that. Instead, be confident. Don't worry about making mistakes. Instead, whatever your thought is, whatever your idea is, whatever you'd like to say, say it loudly and clearly. This is how you'll start speaking English with confidence. The other point is the fact that Speaking clearly and loudly will help you avoid misunderstandings or misinterpretations. Think about it. Have you ever been speaking in English and the person said to you, huh? I'm, what did you say? I, I didn't understand you. Say that again, please. What, what are you saying? When that happens over and over again, it can actually make you feel a little bit nervous. So to eliminate that, speak clearly and loudly. There will be no misunderstandings. Why? Because your words will come out and be easy to understand. So again, remember the first step you're trying to speak English confidently in any situation. The first step is to speak clearly and loudly right now. You can understand everything I'm saying, right? I'm speaking clearly and loudly. Let's go to tip number two. Tip number two is to make eye contact. Once again, make eye contact right now. You're watching this lesson, right? You're watching this on YouTube, but imagine if I was teaching you and my eyes were somewhere else, all of a sudden it wouldn't be interesting. You'd probably think, Hey, teacher Tiffany, why aren't you looking at me? Making eye contact actually makes the listener feel like you are more confident in yourself. It actually is another way for you to <sighs> present yourself in a confident way. So making eye contact, it can help establish a connection with the person you are speaking to, making them feel more engaged and interested in what you are saying right now. Oh yeah. I'm talking to you. I'm looking directly at you, right? I'm making eye contact and you feel a little bit more engaged, right? You feel more interested in this lesson. That's what happens when you make eye contact. Remember, we're talking about speaking English with more confidence and eye contact is extremely important. The second reason, the second point why this is so important. This can also help you kind of gauge the other person's response to what you are saying, which will help you adjust your tone or message accordingly. I want you to imagine this situation. You're giving a response. You're speaking English. You're talking about your life, but the other person is kind of looking away and you're trying to make eye contact, but you can tell, Oh, wait a minute. They're not understanding my story. Wait a minute. They're not following along and this will help you adjust. Remember speaking English confidently is not just about the words that you are using. 
It's about the message you are delivering and how the person is receiving it. So when you make eye contact, you'll be able to read their expressions to see, ah, are they understanding? Are they following? Are they enjoying what I'm saying? Eye contact is so important. Another reason is because it can help you develop better communication skills because you will be able to better understand the person you are speaking to. There's something interesting about eye contact. I'll tell you a quick story. It's not story time just yet. That happens at the end, but it's so interesting. When I was living in South Korea, as you know, I'm an African American woman. And when I lived in South Korea for 10 years, whenever I ran into another African American, whether it was a woman or a man, we would make eye contact. We wouldn't say anything, but we'd make eye contact and kind of nod our head, basically saying, Hey, I see you. You're black in Korea too. That's what's up. We didn't say anything, but by making eye contact, we were able to understand each other. This is why it's so important for you to make eye contact when you're speaking English. Once again, you will actually better understand the person you're speaking to. It doesn't matter what culture you're from. We speak to each other through our looks, through our eyes. It's so important. Again, the second thing is make eye contact. Now tip number three, another important one, smile when you speak. Now you already know. Yeah, you already know. I love to smile, but I want to help you understand the importance of smiling when you speak English. You enjoy my lessons. You enjoy following my English lessons and I enjoy being your English teacher. One aspect that students always tell me they love is the fact that I smile all the time. Now my smiles are genuine. I'm genuinely a happen, happy person. But when you smile as you're speaking, people will see you as being more confident and it will actually help you feel more confident. So remember smiling when you speak, can help the person making the person listening to you feel more comfortable and relaxed in your company. If I all of a sudden stopped smiling and said, number two, this is what you need to do when you study English, the feeling would change, right? But the moment you see it, you see it. My smile starts to get bigger. You start to feel more comfortable. You start to enjoy the lesson more. The same will happen for you when you're speaking English. Remember to smile. It's totally okay. It will make those listening to you feel more comfortable. Another reason it can also help you appear more friendly and approachable. This will make it easier for others to engage with you in conversation. If you're a smiling person, if you're standing somewhere and you're smiling, or if you're already speaking English and you're smiling, other people are going to want to come and have a conversation with you as well. That's going to make you feel more confident. Oh, people are enjoying conversations with me. People want to speak with me. People like spending time with me. That's going to build your confidence. You see that we're not just talking about learning new words, learning new expressions and idioms. These things are important, but when you are trying to speak English confidently, you have to understand many 
things, not just words and expressions. Again, you need to remember to smile when you speak. Also smiling when you speak can help you convey enthusiasm and interest in the topic you are discussing, which will cause your listeners to be more engaged. If someone feels like you're enthusiastic or you're enjoying what you're speaking about, they will immediately become more interested. I love teaching English. I love helping you with these tips and you can see the enthusiasm. You can see that I truly enjoy this. This is what will happen when you start smiling as you speak English. Again, we're talking about speaking English confidently in any situation. So after you start smiling in the situation, we're going to be moving to tip number four, pay attention to body language. This is so important. You see people's body language will let you know how they are feeling about what you're saying. And someone's body language actually can affect how you feel about yourself. So here's the thing. When you pay attention to body language, it will help you understand the other person's response better making it easier for you to adjust your message or tone accordingly. I used to do this when I was in class in South Korea, teaching English, I would start a lesson and I would make sure to watch my students body language. Sometimes my students after lunch in the afternoon, they would be a little tired. So maybe even though the lesson was interesting, their body language was showing me that they needed a break. So I adjusted my lessons. I adjusted what I was talking about. Maybe I would tell a story to give them a little bit more energy. It's so important to pay attention to someone's body language because it affects you. If they look disinterested, you can feel, oh, maybe my English is not good. Watch their body language and change your tone and it will help you feel much more confident. The second thing. It can also help you improve your own body language, which will make you more effective and confident in your ability to convey your message. For example, if I'm watching the person that's listening to me and their body language is like this, they, they seem to be really interested and engaged immediately. I'm going to feel more confident in what I'm saying. I'm going to actually be more enthusiastic, right? But if their body language is showing me they're not interested, I still need to change my body language. Okay. Let me actually change my tone. Let me fix my body language so that I can affect the other person. We're talking about speaking English confidently and you need to remember your body language is important. And so is the body language of the person listening to you. The other thing to remember is this can help you become a more empathetic and effective communicator. Remember communication is not just about the words you use. Think about me right now. I'm teaching you English, my facial expression, the way that my hands are moving. I'm using my hands to explain this to you, right? I'm actually becoming a more effective communicator each time I record a lesson for you because I'm making sure that my body language is going along with the lesson I'm teaching you because I can understand what you need to know to move forward. I've watched students in classes. Okay. My body language can help them understand more. 
So when you, again, pay attention to body language, it can help you become a more effective communicator. Makes sense, right? All right, tip number five. Tip number five is very important. Believe that you can speak English well. This is something I need you to really remember. You must believe that it's possible. You must believe in yourself. If your goal is to speak English confidently, you have to believe that it's actually possible. You see, the thing is this, believing in yourself is key to developing confidence in your speaking abilities because it can help you overcome any self doubt. In order to speak with confidence, you have to remove self doubt. You have to remove those thoughts that come in sometimes. Oh, my English is not that good. Oh, I made a mistake. Remove those thoughts. If you want to speak English with confidence, you have to believe that you can speak English. Well, the second thing is it can help you stay motivated and committed to improving your speaking skills, even in the face of challenges or setbacks. Sometimes English is going to be hard. But if you believe that you can do it, even when challenges arise and setbacks come up, you can do away with them. You can ignore them because you believe that you can speak English with confidence. The other thing to remember is this, when you believe in yourself, it will help you maintain a positive attitude when you approach someone to start a conversation in English. So instead of walking up to someone and having the thoughts of, Oh no, Oh no, I'm going to make a mistake. Oh no. Are they going to say I'm not good at speaking English? Instead, you'll say this, Ooh, I can do it. I can do it. I'm walking up to this native English speaker and I am going to start this conversation. I can do it. Believing in yourself is so important. Now, remember these five steps will help you speak English with confidence. I hope you enjoyed this lesson, but don't forget if you want to get even more lessons from me, and if you want to be my homie, you can join this YouTube channel. I have extra lessons exclusively for my homies and you can become one. All you have to do is hit the button right below this video. If you're watching the video, it says join right under this video not the subscribe button, hit the join button and that will make you an official homie. That's right. You'll be my homie and you'll get extra English lessons every single week from me. That's right. Extra English lessons to help you even more. I hope you enjoyed this lesson and I will talk to you in the next one. It was late one evening when a student walked into my class. It was an English class and this student walked in and he looked quite young, early twenties and he sat down. And I asked him what his name was and he told me his name. And as I proceeded to ask him questions, I noticed that his English was absolutely amazing. He was in my level five class, but his English literally sounded just like he was an American. So I stopped. I said, listen, I have to ask you a question. I know I'm your English teacher, but I need you to tell me how you learned to speak English so well. You see, it was his first time being in my class and the young man kind of smiled a little bit and he said, well, teacher, I've actually never been to America. I said, no, you have to be kidding me because your English fluency is so amazing. He said, well, I'll tell you what I did. And he proceeded to tell me several things that helped him speak English fluently. 
fluently enough to blow the mind of an English teacher. Do you want to know those secrets? Well then, I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. Secret number one, immerse by watching. Immerse by watching. Let me explain what this means. Immerse means to dive head in, to surround yourself with something. Immerse yourself with English by watching. You see, when you surround yourself with television programs or movies or video podcasts, anything where people are speaking in English, immersing yourself by watching, it can help improve your listening skills and understanding of the language, which will enhance your English fluency. And that's exactly what the young man said he had done. He had watched tons of YouTube videos of native English speakers speaking to and with each other. He had watched tons of English programs over and over again. So his listening skills were great and his fluency was also amazing. This also helped him and can help you learn more about the culture, which will help you communicate better in English because English fluency is not just about the words you use. It's about your understanding of how to use those words and expressions at the right time and in the right context. In order to do this, you must understand culture, immersing yourself by watching. It also can help you become more familiar with idioms and natural English expressions, which will improve your English fluency. And that's the first secret that that young man revealed. He immersed himself by watching tons and tons of English programs. Remember he had never been overseas before, but his English sounded just like me. Secret number one, immerse by watching the second secret practice daily and consistently. Once again, practice daily and consistently. This is something that you've heard many times before, but the young man, the young man who could speak just like me, his teacher was able to speak English fluently because he practiced daily and consistently. You see, by practicing daily and consistently, it can help you develop better pronunciation and intonation, which will improve your competence when you speak English. This young man, amazing pronunciation. He practiced daily and consistently. It can also help you recall things faster, which will cause you to communicate more effectively in real life situations. I was asking him tons of questions about his English journey, how he learned English so well, how he was able to immerse himself and he was able to respond immediately. He was able to recall things faster because he was practicing daily and consistently. And this will also help you to become more comfortable and confident speaking English in social situations. Have you ever felt nervous when you were speaking to a native English speaker? Even when you were speaking to your teacher, I've been in so many classes with my students, right? 
and we'll be in a Zoom class and I'll pop into their breakout room. And as soon as I pop in, the new students get a little bit nervous. Why? Oh, no, my teacher's here. I don't want to mess up. But what happens when you practice daily and consistently? You'll become like the young man, confident. He wasn't nervous at all. Every question I asked him, he was able to answer with confidence because he practiced daily and consistently. Secret number two. Now, secret number three is also important. Record and listen to yourself. This is something that I need you to understand. It doesn't matter where you live right now. You might be living in Iran. You might be living in Ghana. You might be living in Spain. It doesn't matter where you live. Even if there are no English speakers around you, when you understand the secret of recording and listening to yourself and how it can help you speak English fluently, your entire English journey is going to change. You see, this can help you identify areas where you need improvement, which can help you improve your English fluency faster. I don't think you realize how smart you are. I'm going to say that again. I don't think you realize how smart you actually are. You see, when you record yourself and then play it back and listen to yourself, you will recognize your own mistakes. You will recognize things that you need to work on and you'll start making the tweaks so that you will be able to speak English fluently, just like that young man. Here's the other thing that this does for you. It can also help you become more comfortable with the sound of your own voice which can make you more confident in your speaking skills and help you speak English more fluently. Many times as an English learner, you hear yourself speak. Oh, and it, maybe it makes you nervous. Maybe it makes you feel a little bit weird, but the more you record and listen, record and listen, suddenly you'll be more confident. Suddenly your English fluency will improve recording and listening to yourself will change your English. And finally, this can also help you develop better self-awareness, which will make you speak with more confidence in real life situations. As you record yourself and listen, you'll be more aware of the things you do. Maybe you say, um, um, uh, maybe you say that a lot, or maybe when you're speaking English, you use the same words over and over again. When you record and listen to yourself, you'll be able to catch those things and fix them, which will result in you speaking English more fluently and faster. Secret number three. Now, secret number four is also very important. Memorize phrases, not words. Memorize phrases, not words words. You heard me right. Memorize phrases and not words. You see, it's very common to focus only on vocabulary. Vocabulary is extremely important, but when you memorize phrases, it will be easier for you to use them in real conversations and speak English fluently. Here's the other thing. When you memorize phrases and not just words, it will help you become more comfortable with the natural flow and rhythm of English, 
which will make you more confident in your speaking ability. You'll get the flow. You'll understand, okay, native English speakers use this. They use this sentence pattern, this phrase, these phrases. This will help you speak English more fluently. It will also help you learn how to use more English idioms faster, which can improve your overall fluency and ability to express yourself in a natural way. When you hear someone, a native English speaker, use a certain phrase and that phrase includes an idiom, memorize it. And then later on, you can use it in the same way. It can also help you develop a better understanding of context, which will cause you to use them more effectively in conversation. When you hear a certain phrase and you understand, ah, this is the context. This is when they use this phrase. You'll also start using the same phrase in the same context. This will help you speak English more fluently, just like the young man. Secret number five. It's important for you to share your opinions regularly. Share your opinions regularly. Remember, I told you at the very beginning that this young man was not nervous at all. I was shooting questions at him back to back to back because I was so interested in how he learned English and he was able to give his opinions. He was able to give details without any hesitation. When you share your opinions regularly, it becomes easier for you to share them in every situation and speak English fluently. It can also help you develop better communication skills, which will cause you to express yourself more effectively and persuasively. This is going to change your English. Another reason why this is so important. It can help you become more confident and assertive in your speaking skills. When you feel like your opinions are able to come out and be expressed clearly in English, it will give you more confidence in your speaking ability and you'll speak English more fluently. It will also help you become more engaged in English conversations because now you have something to say. Now you'll know exactly how to express your opinions about a certain topic or idea. Remember secret number five, share your opinions regularly about whatever topic is being discussed. This is how you speak English fluently. The five secrets to speaking English fluently. I hope you enjoyed the lesson. Now, if you want to continue studying with me, I have good news. The doors for my program, the daily English lessons membership are going to open tomorrow morning. You heard me right. They've been closed for months. If you want to get into my program while the doors are open for only a few days, you need to go to dailyenglishlessons.com, www.dailyenglishlessons.com. And the link is also in the description. Remember the doors will only be open for a very short period of time and then they will close for several months. Don't miss out. Go to www.dailyenglishlessons.com. I'll see you there. And remember you can speak English fluently. Today I am going to give you 20 proven techniques that will help you speak English more fluently. Are you ready? Well then. I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. Technique number one 
it's important for you to practice speaking regularly. Let me explain. You must dedicate time each day to practice speaking in English, even if it's just for a few minutes. This is something that you as an English learner must understand and remember. There are kind of these ups and downs that happen as you go along your English journey, right? Some days you are motivated to study English. Maybe you watch two English lessons. You write in your notebook or your journal. You study for a full hour and a half. And maybe you do this for two days, maybe even three days. But by the fourth day, you're like, Meh, I'm tired. I don't feel like studying English today. And that turns into two days and three days and four days. So yes, you had those days of long study sessions, but then you have this period of no studying at all. What I'm saying to you is in order for you to speak English fluently, it's more important for you to study and practice regularly. Practice speaking English every single day, even if it's for a few minutes. That few minutes done consistently will be better than this random hour or two hour study session or practice session. Make sense? Being consistent will really help you speak English more fluently. Technique number two, engage in conversation with native English speakers. It's important for you to look for opportunities to converse, to have conversations with native speakers in order to improve your fluency and pronunciation. Now you might be saying, Tiffany, I, I don't have anyone around me or Tiffany, I don't have access to native English speakers, but do you have the internet? Do you have access to Facebook groups? Do you have access to Instagram posts and the comment section, you can actually find native speakers faster than you realize. And it's so important for you to find them. And even if you are not living in a native, uh, let's say an English speaking country, there are still some native speakers somewhere. If you see a native English speaker, if you see an American or someone from Britain, don't hesitate, walk up to that person and start a conversation. Be kind, of course. But when you walk up to that person and start a conversation, you break the ice. Remember from our previous lesson last week, right? When you do that, you're actually telling yourself that you can do anything. You actually are affecting yourself. You're boosting your confidence. And the more you do this, the more you practice speaking in English to native English speakers, the more confident you'll become in your ability to speak English fluently. I really want you to understand this. The fact that you are able to understand what I'm saying means that you have enough English in your brain already to speak English well. The main factor that holds many English learners back is this fear of making mistakes, the nervousness, the not being able to walk up to someone and actually speak because you're afraid of making mistakes. My friend, 
you must, following this technique, you must engage in conversation with native English speakers and don't be afraid. Trust me, I have seen it happen over and over with my students. I have students in my academy and these students have literally improved their English fluency so much that now they have no fear of speaking with native English speakers. So if you do the exact same thing, if you start breaking the ice and speak with native English speakers, you'll start being more confident in yourself. Make sense. All right. Technique number three, join conversation groups or language exchange programs. It's important to participate in groups or programs where you can practice speaking English with other learners or native speakers. Notice I said, or for this technique, even if someone is not a native English speaker, it's okay. You just need to practice with other people speaking in English. So when you go to these groups or language exchange programs, it will help you because everyone is there for the same purpose to learn. So you don't have to be nervous. You don't have to feel like you're bothering anyone. Why? Because you're all there for the same reason to learn English, to practice, to improve your English fluency. So the third technique, again, my friend is for you to join some language exchange programs or conversation groups. Now for students in my program, if you want to join my program again, it's www.dailyenglishlessons.com. The link is in the description for students in my program. They are already a part of a group of more than 2000 English learners from around the world. And so all day, literally, I'm going to show you actually literally all day. They are talking, talking about their lives, speaking with each other in our group in English. I want to show you real time. Can you see that right there? Let's see if it'll focus. Students are speaking all day in our family group, posting videos, speaking in English students from around the world. So it's important to join a group. Once again, the link is in the description. If you want to join our family, www.dailyenglishlessons.com. I'll put it on the screen as well for those that are watching online. But again, it's important to find a group that will help you practice your English in order for you to be a fluent English speaker. Let's move on to technique number four, use language learning apps. This is so important. There are so many amazing English apps on the market right now. You see, utilizing language learning apps will help you practice and improve. You want to find ones that offer speaking exercises and opportunities for practice. Now I mentioned this in my last video, but my team and I have been working on the English with Tiffany app. So you can download the app right now. Again, this app right now, you can download it totally for free. And in the app, you'll find lessons that go along with my YouTube lessons each week. 
This will help you practice what you're learning. You hit weekly English fluency lessons with teacher Tiffany. Once you've downloaded the app and you'll see the lessons there, you can watch my YouTube videos there and then practice what you have been learning. So again, we're talking about the importance of using learning apps. You can get my app. The link is in the description, but you can find an app that works for you to help you along your journey. We always have our phones with us now, right? Use it when you're on the bus, when you're walking around and you're doing something, or if you have extra time, turn on your phone, look at your app and start learning. This will help you improve your English fluency. Again, a technique you can use to move forward on your English journey. Technique number five, watch English movies and TV shows. This is very important. Let me explain. Watch movies and TV shows in English to expose yourself to natural conversations and improve your listening and speaking skills. Now, you know that I speak Korean. When I was first learning how to speak Korean, I watched tons and tons of Korean dramas, the Korean news, Korean programs, Korean cooking shows. Why? Because I wanted to put as much Korean in my brain as I possibly could. And I wanted to watch things that interested me. You know, I like to cook. I also enjoyed the dramas. They were love stories and beautiful relationships. So I was learning all of these things while enjoying the process. This is why this technique is so important for you. Watch movies and TV shows in English and just enjoy the process. You will naturally learn new words and expressions. I've learned so many new words and expressions. Even to this day, I'm still learning new Korean words as I watch Korean dramas or Korean shows. Why? Because language is constantly changing and improving. So if you only use books, your English will not improve. But if you also use what is current to today, movies, dramas, TV shows, you will learn the English that native English speakers are using in real life conversations. So again, technique five, watch English movies and TV shows. Next is technique number six, listen to English podcasts or audiobooks. Listening to English spoken content helps improve your comprehension and your pronunciation. That's right. Your pronunciation. Think about it. Children learn to speak their language by listening for years to their parents, to their siblings, to people around them. They're just listening all the time. Even my niece, she's six years old. She's constantly listening to the words that we are using and mimicking what we are saying. This is how language skills develop. So when you listen to English podcasts, you can be cooking, you can be driving to work. You can be on the bus, on the train, doing other things, but you have your headphones on and you're listening to English podcasts. This can help you improve your English. And with podcasts, people are having natural conversations. So you'll hear really interesting expressions being used. You'll understand and learn new English patterns in a very, very relaxed way. So English podcasts, notice I didn't say English podcast teaching you English. Now, granted, I have a podcast, Speak English with Tiffany, that is great for learning English. Please check it out. It's good. 
But you can also listen to podcasts that interest you. Podcasts about whatever topic you want to listen to as long as they are speaking in English. Make sense? All right. Technique number seven. Now, remember, you don't have to use every technique. Pick the techniques that work for you. Each technique will help you improve your fluency. But when you find the technique that works for you, your fluency will improve even faster. Technique number seven, record and listen to yourself. Record your own voice while speaking in English and listen to it to identify areas for improvement. I can't stress enough the effectiveness of this technique. There's something that happens when you have to record yourself. It's a little bit uncomfortable, right? Especially when it's in a language that is not your first language. Why? Because you're nervous about making mistakes. You're nervous that your mistakes are going to be recorded and someone else might hear your mistakes. This is why this technique is powerful. It makes you very aware of your skills. So again, record yourself speaking in English and then listen to yourself. You'll be amazed how quickly you'll pick up on the things you need to work on. It's like you'll be your own teacher. Trust me when I say this technique works. Record yourself answering a question or talking about your day or describing something. Play it back. Okay. All right. Listen to yourself. Ah, I said that I should have said this. Then do it again. Listen to yourself again. Then do it again. You'll be amazed how quickly you will improve. These techniques, you can put them into practice right now and they will help you improve your English fluency. So again, technique seven, record and listen to yourself. Technique number eight, practice pronunciation. Focus on pronouncing words correctly and work on improving your accent. I will never forget my student that put this technique into practice. She was a middle-aged woman in one of my classes when I worked in South Korea. And she was really struggling with the F sound. The F sound is not present in the Korean language. So it made sense why she was struggling with the F sound. But every day she looked stressed. Tiffany, I, I can't make this sound. So I said, okay, I'm going to tell you how to make the sound. I explained it to her, put your front teeth on your bottom lip. And I explained how to make the sound properly. She said, thank you, Tiffany. About a week went by and I was teaching my students and they were in their groups after I taught them the lesson and they were just speaking with their partners. But I noticed that she was pronouncing the F sound perfectly. So I called her to my desk and I said, what? did you do? Because it was such a drastic change. She said, Tiffany, I did what you said. I practiced my pronunciation. I said, tell me, how did you do it though? She said, Tiff, when I was at work typing on my computer, I would say F, 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 F. 
Tiff, when I went to the bathroom and I was washing my hands, I would say F, F, F. Tiff, when I was on the train riding going home, I would say F, F, F. She practiced her pronunciation, the pronunciation that she was struggling with the most. She practiced and she perfected it. As you're trying to improve your speaking skills, your English fluency skills, you must find techniques that work for you. And if you're struggling with pronunciation, practice your pronunciation. It will help you speak English fluently. You'll sound more natural, just like this student did. She practiced her pronunciation. Let's move on to technique number eight. Expand your vocabulary. Learn new words and phrases to enhance your speaking skills and express yourself more effectively. This is very important. I am American. I have lived in America my entire life, even though I spent time, yes, in Korea for about 10 years. I did come back and forth, right? I'm American. I'm an English teacher. I'm your English teacher. Yet, I am still learning new English words on a regular basis. When I watch television programs, when I read new books, when I have conversations with my friends, I am constantly expanding my vocabulary. So you, as an English learner, your goal is to speak English fluently. You must continue to expand your vocabulary. But I want to say this, don't just study vocabulary books. You need to learn the vocabulary words that native English speakers are using in real life. Notice I did say that I read books and learn new words, but I'm not reading books that are about English. I'm reading books about other topics, right? That is okay. If you're learning new words from books that are written in English, that's amazing. But if you just stick with vocabulary books, remember I'm speaking to those on the intermediate or advanced level. When you get to the intermediate or advanced level on your English journey, it's important to change the way you expand your vocabulary. Don't just read vocabulary books. Don't just memorize, learn words from real life but continue to expand your vocabulary. This technique will help you speak English more fluently. Technique number 10, mimic native speakers. Copy native speakers, pay attention to native speakers, intonation, rhythm, and stress patterns, and try to mimic them. I have a student in my academy. Again, you can join us if you'd like by going to dailyenglishlessons.com, link in the description. And this student told me, her name is Sajeen actually. Hey, Sajeen. She said, Tiff, I'm improving my pronunciation by mimicking you by copying you. When I watch your lessons, I repeat what you say exactly how you said it. Mimic native speakers and you'll start sounding like a native speaker. This is a technique that will help you speak English more fluently, not just because of the pronunciation, but because you're learning our rhythm, how we're speaking, the flow of the conversation, when we go up and when we go down. 
This is very important for you as a native, not a native, for you as an English learner, trying to sound like a native English speaker. It's possible. You'll learn our patterns. For example, with me, I don't speak in a monotone way. I don't speak just like this. Instead, I speak where I go up. Sometimes I come down, depending on what I'm explaining to you. Mimic native speakers and you'll sound like a native speaker. You got it? Excellent. Technique number 11. Read aloud. Read out loud. Read English texts aloud to practice pronunciation, intonation, and fluency. It works. It's going to be a little bit tricky in the beginning. I remember when I had to start reading Korean textbooks out loud, reading when I went to a Bible study in Korean and they wanted me to read out loud. Whoo! When you have to read, it can be challenging, but the more you do it, the better you will become. Read aloud. This technique will really help you speak English more fluently by improving your intonation, your pronunciation, and your fluency, your pattern, your rhythm, knowing when to pause, when to speed up, when to slow down. It's very important. All right, here we go. Technique number 12. Use online language platforms. Explore online platforms that offer speaking exercises, interactive lessons, and language exchange opportunities. Listen, you already know that I have an academy, the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. You can go there. The link is in the description. But there are many other English platforms online. Pick the platform that works for you. Pick the platform that has the teacher that will help you achieve your English goals. Maybe it's with me. I would love it to be me. Maybe it's not. It's totally okay. But find an online language learning platform. The times that we're living in right now really help us to learn things faster, right? The times we're living in, we have technology, we have innovation, we have so many different things available to us. And learning online literally has changed the game. Now you can learn things faster. You can have more fun as you learn English. So find an online language platform that works for you to help you improve your English fluency. Technique number 13, participate in English speaking activities. Engage in activities such as debates, presentations, or public speaking to boost your confidence and fluency. I have one student. Okay. Now we're having lots of story times in the midst of our lesson today. So just know the story times are actually throughout the lesson today, not at the end. All right. So I had this one student, man, I've seen her flourish so much. I had this one student that was a little bit nervous when she spoke in English, not completely, but she wasn't as confident. Machio. Hi, Machio. Now this student, when she first joined my Academy, she's Japanese. She just seemed very nice. She always had a pleasant smile. Machio, I always love your smile. When she first came in, she, she talked, but she would kind of like hold back a little bit whenever we had meetings, our, our group classes. Time went on. And one day I asked Machio if she would be willing to be the leader of a student practice session. So we have practice sessions in my academy where students practice together. I said, Machio, would you mind being a student leader? Again, participate in English speaking activities. 
I was kind of encouraging her to be a leader, to be in the forefront. She said, yes. She said, okay, I'll do it. A little bit nervous at the beginning, but she said, I'll do it. Fast forward. Machio has been one of our student leaders for months. And I can tell you, not only has Machio's English speaking skills improved, her confidence in herself has improved. I now watch her when we have group meetings, right? We come together. Machio is immediately in a leadership role. Whatever group she's in, she's encouraging students. Okay, would you like to answer number one? After they answer the question, she asks a follow-up question, just like a native English speaker would do. Machio has participated in so many speaking activities, so many speaking sessions with other English learners that now she's not shy at all. Machio, I hope you know how proud I am of you. I am so excited as I watch you develop and grow and flourish as an English speaker. Keep up the good work. So again, using this technique, you can be the same, just like Machio. Your English fluency will improve. The more English speaking activities you participate in, the more confidence you'll get in yourself. All right, here we go. Technique number 14, find a language partner. Find a language partner. Connect with a language partner who is a native English speaker or an advanced learner to practice speaking regularly. Now I will give this caveat. I will add this, find someone that's at your level. If you're a beginner, find another beginner. If you're an intermediate learner, find an intermediate learner. If you're an advanced learner, find an advanced learner. All right. It's important to practice with someone that's at your same level so that you both can grow together. I've seen this happen so many times with the students that are in my academy. They find a partner. Now they practice speaking English. Most recent, Manop and Robert. Hey Manop, hey Robert, I know you guys are watching. So they're members of my academy as well. And I was having a conversation with Robert and Robert said, Tiff, you know, Manop is my partner in crime. I taught that to my students. Partner in crime just means person that's your friend, your homie, they'll um, help you, they have your back, right? So Robert was telling me about his relationship and friendship with Manop and how they enjoy talking to each other and how they share pictures with each other and practice English. Notice that it's not just English that is being improved for both of them. They're developing a strong relationship with each other and the common language is English. English is improving and so is their life. This is what happens when you get a language partner. Yes, your English fluency will improve, but so will your confidence in yourself. You'll be happier in life. Why? You've developed a new friendship. This is why it's so important to find a language partner. That individual will help you grow and you will also help them grow. Technique 14, find a language partner. Technique number 15. Take pronunciation and speaking classes. Remember, I'm giving you 20 proven techniques. You don't have to follow all of the techniques. You can choose the techniques that work for you. So take pronunciation and speaking classes. Enroll in classes or workshops specifically focused on improving pronunciation and speaking skills. If your goal is to speak English fluently, 
you need to go to a class. You need to attend a program or a workshop that focuses on improving your speaking skills. So in my program, Speak English Like a Native, again, the link is in the description, speakenglishlikeanative.com, I help students literally think in English and speak English like a native English speaker. It's a very thorough program, five steps that I teach students every month, a brand new topic, how to speak English like a native. So find a program that works for you. Maybe it's my program. If you want to join it, the link's in the description, or maybe you'll find another program, but find a program that will help you speak English fluently, help you improve your pronunciation. Find a program that works for you. This is technique number 15. Technique number 16, use speech recognition software. Utilize speech recognition software or apps that provide feedback on your pronunciation and help you improve. This is something I mentioned earlier again um, in one of my previous lessons that after each of these YouTube lessons, you can go to my app English with Tiffany, including this lesson, and you can practice what you've learned. Now for today's lesson, you're learning these techniques. You'll be quizzed on the techniques you've learned to see if you understood this lesson properly. It's actually very fun. So again, you want to find an app that will help you with speech recognition. So in the app English with Tiffany, I'll open it up. And again, you can download it now, totally free to download. The link is in the description, English with Tiffany in the app. It actually has a speech recognition feature. I'll actually it won't open right now because I'm trying to open too many apps, but anyways, go to the app. And when you're going through the lessons, there will be portions where you have to repeat what has been said. And if your pronunciation pronunciation is correct, it will say, boom, excellent. If not, it'll ask you to say it again. So you want to find an app, maybe mine English with Tiffany or another app that uses speech recognition as an English learner. You need to practice speaking. All right. Next technique. Number 17, focus on specific speaking skills, focus on specific speaking skills, targeting specific speaking skills, such as storytelling, giving opinions or negotiating to enhance your overall proficiency. You've heard me in many lessons speak about the five W's who, what, when, where, and why learning how to apply the five W's who, what, when, where, and why this is a specific speaking skill learning how to apply the five W's also learning how to apply the three reasons method. Again, focus on specific speaking skills, master those skills, and then move to the next skill. I have students that have already mastered the five W's. They'll tell me a story. They'll make a sentence. They'll do something and they will use the skills properly. Why? Because they focused on specific skills, mastered them by practicing. Let's move on to technique number 18 practice role playing. I like this one. It's important to engage in role playing activities to stimulate real life situations and improve your conversational skills. So when I was in Korea, learning Korean, our teachers would have us role play. We'd be a mother and a father with kids, or maybe we were at the store. It's important to role play because your brain starts to create situations, right? Your brain is able to imagine what would happen in certain situations. So 
when you actually get to those situations or when you're in those situations, you'll remember what you practice. Remember you pick the techniques that work for you. This is an excellent technique. If it works for you, try it and use it. Your speaking skills will improve. Technique number 19, join online discussion forums or language communities. Participate in online forums or communities where you can discuss various topics in English and receive feedback. This right here is so important. You can go online right now on Facebook, on your phone or on your computer or your tablet and find literally thousands of English forums, thousands of English groups, join them and start participating. The key is participation, not just observation. Ooh, what's happening here? No, get in there. Get in the conversation, write something. Don't worry about mistakes. It's all about practicing what you learn. If you learn a new expression, go to that group. Hey, today I learned, get the hang of it. I really like this expression. I'm getting the hang of typing on my computer. Use what you learn. Join online discussion forums or language communities. And finally, technique number 20, embrace language immersion. Surround yourself with English by immersing yourself in an English speaking environment or using English in daily activities. It does not matter if you don't live in America or live in England or live in a country that has many native English speakers. You can still immerse yourself in English, listen to podcasts, watch videos, watch movies, watch lessons in English, surround yourself with English and your English will improve. This is technique number 20. I have seen it happen. One of my students, now one of my closest friends, Fred, Hey Fred, he's never been to America. He's never come to America. We've never met in person, but now Fred's English is so good that he does business with English speaking business owners. He's able to lead classes where he's helping other people learn English and he never traveled abroad to live in an English speaking country, but he immersed himself. He was in an environment where English was everywhere and you can do the same thing. These are techniques that will help you take your English to the next level. Choose the techniques that work for you and watch your English improve. I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. I hope you enjoyed all of the story times and I will talk to you in the next lesson. Don't forget to download the English with Tiffany app so that you can see if you actually understood each of the techniques and so that you can practice the previous lessons that I taught you here. I'll talk to you next time. So you want to speak English fluently. You want to sound like a native English speaker. You want to walk into a room and speak English with confidence. My friend, I believe that you can and will be able to do it, but there are a few things you must stop saying now. Are you ready to find out what the 15 things are? Well then I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. Number one, the very first thing you must 
stop saying is it's too difficult. This is something that I have heard from thousands upon thousands of English learners around the world. And I'm sure that you've probably said it at least one time or another. It's too difficult. I, I don't know really how to speak English. English is just too hard. My friend, I need you to stop saying this now. Instead of saying it's too difficult when you're learning a new word, a new expression, or even a grammar rule, instead of saying it's too difficult, I want you to say this. I need more time to understand this. I'm going to say that one more time. I need more time to understand this. You see, when you change the words that you say, you also change the way you think. When you say it's too difficult, you're literally telling your brain, stop, don't work. This isn't possible. But when instead of saying it's too difficult, you start saying, Hey, I just need some more time to understand this. Your brain says, okay, we are smart enough. We are intelligent enough. We just need a little bit more time. This is the truth. My friend, you are smart enough to do anything. And your goal is to speak English fluently. So don't say it's too difficult. Instead say, you know what? I just need a little bit more time to understand this. Start saying this today. Never say again, it's too difficult. Just say, I need a little bit more time to understand this. You with me? All right. Now I love it. Here we go. The second thing I need you to stop saying is this. I can't speak fluently. I, I, I can't speak English fluently. Stop saying that. Remember I am your English teacher. I'm a native English speaker. I'm an American and I believe that you, yes, I'm talking to you. The one looking at me right now, I believe that you can speak fluently, but you must believe that as well. From now on, never say I can't speak fluently. Instead, this is what I want you to say. My friend, I want you to say this. I'm working on improving my fluency. Oh, you see the change, right? One is I'll never do it. I can't do it. It's impossible. While the other phrase I'm working on improving my fluency is, Hey, I'm in the process right now. I'm working towards my goal. That is impressive. When a native English speaker, sees you, has a conversation with you, and maybe you make mistakes or you struggle a bit, but your response, instead of saying, I can't speak fluently. If you say I'm working on improving my fluency, I guarantee the native English speaker is going to be impressed. They're going to see that. Wow. You are a diligent person. You recognize that you have a goal and you're daily working towards it and you're not allowing your mistakes, your challenges, your struggles to hold you back or discourage you. When you say this, I'm working on improving my fluency. You'll encourage yourself 
and you'll also inspire other people. Listen, the words you use affect you. I believe in you. I need you to believe in yourself. So starting today, I want you to never say, I can't speak fluently. I want you to now say, I'm working on improving my fluency. Feels good, doesn't it? I love it. Now, before we move on to number three, I want to remind you after each lesson, I want you to go to my app, English with Tiffany. You can download it right now. After each lesson, I have practice lessons for you to go over that connect directly to the lesson you are following along with today. The link is right in the description, but remember as you're learning English, it's important to practice what you learn. And for today's lesson, you'll get some quizzes to see if you remember what to say. So don't forget to download my app English with Tiffany. You can download it for free. The link is right in the description and each week you'll be able to practice what I am teaching you. Sounds good. Doesn't it? <laughs> All right. Now let's move on to number three, number three. I need you to stop saying I'll never sound like a native speaker. Whoa. Stop saying this again. I'll never sound like a native speaker. I don't want you to ever say that again. Instead of saying this, I want you to say, Hmm, embracing your own unique accent and focusing on effective communication rather than perfection. I'm going to give you a few things that I want you to say instead of I'll never sound like a native speaker. I want you to say, I'm working on my accent or I'm working on sounding like a native English speaker, or I'm working on my communication skills. There are so many other things that you can say instead of I'll never sound like a native speaker. I want you to remember this for this one. It's not just one specific statement that I want you to say. I really want you to change your mindset. Listen closely. I want you to embrace your own unique accent. Let's pause really quickly. Many times English learners, and maybe even you don't realize that in America, Americans in America, you will hear many different accents. I have friends from all over America. Some live in California, some live in Louisiana, some live in Alabama, some live in New York, and we all have a unique sound, but we're all American. Those that live in Texas, they have kind of a Texas drawl. We say drawl in English, right? Those that live in upstate New York, they sound like a New Yorker. There's a certain accent depending on where you live in America. Why is this important for you to understand? You see the very fact that Americans, we have accents should encourage you to embrace your own accent. Yes. There's always things you can do. There are always things you can do to improve, but I don't want you to say I'll never sound like a native speaker because we have all different accents. The next part of this. Focus on effective communication rather than perfection. Many times English learners only focus on their sound. 
But what truly leads to fluency is being able to organize your thoughts and effectively communicate your ideas and your opinions. Don't forget to organize your thoughts. Don't forget to properly convey your message. Your accent will improve. Don't be discouraged. So again, instead of saying, I'll never sound like a native speaker, I want you to embrace your unique accent. And I also want you to focus on effective communication. Some students that are in my academy, again, if you'd like to join our family, the link is in the description. You can go to speak English like a native.com again, speak English like a native.com if you want to join our family, but the link is also in the description. I have many students from countries all around the world. And when they understood the importance of effective communication and not being discouraged about their accent, their English took off. They're able to effectively express themselves and they sound like a native speaker. You can do it too. So again, stop saying I'll never sound like a native speaker. Number four, the thing I want you to stop saying, I'll never understand native speakers. I, I just can't understand native speakers. They speak too fast or their accent is too hard to understand. I, I don't know the words they're using. The expressions stop saying you'll never understand native speakers. I want to give you a hint why you need to stop saying this. I am a native speaker. Do you understand me? Now you probably said, ah, well, Tiffany, you're our teacher. Of course we understand. No, I need you to remember that I am a native speaker. And the very fact that you, my friend are able to understand me proves that you are smart enough to understand other native speakers. Stop saying you can't understand native speakers. This is what I want you to start doing. I want you instead to remember that with practice, and exposure, your understanding will improve over time with practice and exposure. Think about it. The reason you can understand me so much is because you've probably been watching me for a long time. You're used to my cadence. You're used to my pronunciation. You're used to my expressions. And even if you're here for the first time, you're comfortable. And when you're in a comfortable environment, your brain relaxes. You don't experience any stress and you're actually able to understand more when you are relaxed. So even if this is your first time seeing me, hello, by the way, you're able to understand me because hopefully my smile, my personality is making you comfortable and making you think I can do anything. That helps you understand me more. So instead of saying, I'll never understand native speakers. First, remember that you can understand me, a native speaker, then practice. And also remembering that exposure will help your understanding improve over time. Trust me. I've seen it happen multiple times with students in my academy. A student in my family told me Tiff, I listened to one of your conversations with your friends. One of my friends, that's just a regular American, not an English teacher. 
So we were having a conversation and speaking very quickly. And she said, when I first saw the conversation, Tiff, it was a video. She said, I understood you, but I couldn't understand your friend. But I remember what you said, Tiff, practice, keep trying. She said, Tiff, by the third time I listened to the conversation, I understood everything. She only watched the conversation. She only listened to the conversation three times. All of a sudden her ears opened up and she was able to understand my friend. This is why I say you need to stop saying I'll never understand native speakers. My friend, nothing is impossible. You can and will do it. So stop saying I'll never understand native speakers. Next, I need you to stop saying I'll never be able to write well. I, I, I've tried, but my writing skills aren't that good in English. I, I'll never be able to write well. Stop saying you'll never be able to write well. Instead, I want you to do this. I want you. Yes, you. I need you to believe in your ability to improve your writing skills through practice and feedback. Anything is possible. Maybe right now your writing skills in English are not where you'd like them to be. But instead of being discouraged, remember, Hey, all I have to do is keep practicing, keep getting feedback. Maybe you have a tutor, right? Getting feedback from others and then trying again and then writing again. Now at the end of the lesson today, don't go anywhere because we have story time. Hey, and I'm going to tell you about my English teacher, my favorite teacher from high school and how she helped me, your English teacher, improve my writing skills. And it was not easy. It was challenging. I'll tell you more about that at the end. So don't go anywhere, but I need you to stop saying I'll never be able to write well. Instead, I need you to believe in yourself, believe in your ability and practice and remember to accept feedback and keep going. You can do it. Number six, I really need you to stop saying, I, I, I don't have a good memory for vocabulary. <laughs> I, I just can't remember. I don't have a good memory for vocabulary. Stop saying this. I have students again in my, in our family and in our, the Academy speak English with Tiffany Academy. Some of them are in their sixties, some in their seventies. And when they first joined, they said, Tiff, you know, I'm, I'm a little old Tiff and I don't think I'll be able to learn English, but I'm just going to try. And I tell them whenever I meet someone that's older, right? And when I spoke with these students, I said, listen, you're never too old to learn anything. Stop saying that. Stop saying my memory's not that good. I'm not really going to be able to remember the words. Listen, here's the truth. Years ago, when I was first studying Korean, I was 27 years old when I started and the classes that I was taking, they included students that were 19 and below. I was the older sister in every class, right? And they were picking up stuff like this. Why? They were teenagers. They were young and their brains were grasping things faster than my brain was. And I'm not going to lie. It was challenging. I had to study twice as hard as they did, but I kept going. So I'm not saying that it's not going to be challenging. What I am saying is that it 
is possible. So stop saying, I don't have a good memory for vocabulary. You just need to learn a better method for learning vocabulary. You might have to take it slow, but it is possible. If you want to study with me, I have a daily English vocabulary newsletter. Every day I send out an email with a brand new word, describing it, giving you example sentences. If you'd like it, you can join us. The link is right in the description, dailyenglishvocabulary.com. But again, it's not impossible. You can do it. So I want you, instead of saying this to employ, to start using, to look for various techniques for learning vocabulary, like repetition, mnemonics, and context to enhance your vocabulary retention. Now you might ask yourself, you might be asking right now, how are different techniques going to really help my memory? Here's the interesting thing about the human brain. Each person is unique. Each person is different. We all learn in different ways. You might be someone that needs to learn by having practical application immediately. You might be someone that needs to write down what you're learning, right? You have to figure out what your learning style is. So again, instead of saying, I don't have a good memory for vocabulary, find various techniques that will help you remember the vocabulary words. There's no problem with your brain. There's no problem with your memory. You just need to find the right technique and everything will flow. So again, stop saying I don't have a good memory for vocabulary. Number seven, I need you to stop saying I'll never overcome my accent. I'll, my accent's just not going anywhere. I'll never overcome my accent. Depending on where you live, depending on your mother tongue, your mother language, you might have what we say is a thicker accent than someone else. Your accent may be a little more challenging to work through in order to sound like a native speaker, but I need you to stop saying I'll never overcome my accent. Remember earlier, I said, even Americans have accents depending on where we live. You don't have to stress about your accent. So instead I want you to remember that while your accent may persist, you might still sound like someone from the Philippines, someone from India, someone from uh, Ghana, someone from any country you can think of or your country right now. Even if your accent persists, it's important for you to focus on clear pronunciation and effective communication rather than eliminating your accent entirely. Let me break this down. I have friends that live in England. I am an American. We can pronounce a word properly, but our accents are different. Listen closely. We can pronounce the same word properly, American style, British style, but our accents are different. So that's what I need you to understand. Focus on pronouncing the word clearly. 
making sure that the person listening to you can actually understand what you're saying. Your accent might still be there. That's okay. But can you pronounce the word in a clear way? Focus on the pronunciation and don't stress about your accent as much. I hope this is encouraging you because I hear this so many times from different English learners stressed about their accent. But after a while, after they've been studying with me for a while and I help them realize, listen, stop worrying about your accent. I can understand you worry about effective communication, worry about saying the word clearly and keep it moving. We have a slang term, keep it rocking. It means keep going forward. Keep it rocking. <laughs> All right. So again, stop saying I'll never overcome my accent. Next, I want you to stop saying I, I can't understand movies or TV shows in English. I don't know what they're saying. I don't understand. Stop saying this. Instead, I want you to do something. I want you to start with subtitles, English subtitles. If you watched a movie or a TV show and you're like, I have no idea what they're saying. Stop. Rewind, turn on the English subtitles and gradually reduce the reliance you have on them as your listening skills develop. The first time you watch the movie, the first time you watch the TV show, you might be reading the entire time English subtitles. But when you watch the same show or the same movie again, you might only read 80% of the subtitles. The third time you might only read 50% of the subtitles. Why? Because your listening skills will naturally improve. The more you listen to a certain person, the more you watch a certain show, the more used to the sound of that individual's voice, the sound of the character's voices, your ears will get used to their pronunciation and you'll start to understand what they're saying more. So again, instead of saying, I can't understand movies or TV shows in English, I want you to start with English subtitles and gradually stop relying on them as much. Makes sense, right? Excellent. All right, here we go. Number nine, I want you to stop saying, I can't improve my listening skills. I just told you when we looked at number eight, that there's a way you can improve your listening skills. I need you to stop saying though, I can't improve my listening skills. You see what's happening, right? There's this common theme, this common thread that we are seeing as I go throughout this lesson. Stop saying I can't stop thinking something is impossible. Stop feeling discouraged. English fluency is really dependent on your mindset. You have to change your mindset. Stop saying I can't improve my listening skills. Instead, practice active listening, engage in conversations and use online resources designed for listening comprehension. I'm trying to give you other things to do, other things to focus on that will help you stop saying I can't. 
There are many different listening tools online, but one thing I want you to remember is that active listening as someone is speaking, trying to process what they're saying. And maybe even after the conversation, try to summarize in your mind, Hey, what, what did they say to me? You're actively listening. And also when you engage in conversations, it forces your brain to not only formulate ideas so that you can speak, but it also forces your brain to process information as you listen. Practice does make perfect. So stop saying I, I can't improve my listening skills and instead start practicing and realize that you can. Number 10, the thing I want you to stop saying, whoo, ah, I can't learn English because of my age. I'm 65. I'm 75. I'm 80. I'm just too old. Whoo. No, you're not. You're not. I don't care if you're 85. You're never too old to learn something new. I've had students literally from four years old all the way up to about 85. When I was in Korea, I had them in person. Now I have you all online. I'm your online English teacher. And I realized that nothing is impossible. I believed in each and every one of my students, no matter how old they were. The key though is for you to believe that you can do it. It's not impossible. So stop saying I can't learn English because of my age. Instead, I want you to remember that age is not a barrier to learning a new language. Age does not determine information that's able to go into your brain. It might not go in as fast as a younger person, but you're still able to learn something. It may require different strategies, but progress is possible. You are never too old to learn anything. So I need you, my friend, if this applies to you, I need you starting today to stop saying I can't learn English because of my age. Don't say that again because it's wrong. The truth is you can learn anything. Just trust the process. It might be a little slower, but trust the process. Next, I need you to stop saying this. I'll never be able to think in English. Tiffany, I, I just can't do it. I, I can't think in English. Every time I go to speak English, I'm automatically thinking in my own language. I'll never be able to think in English. Stop saying this because it's not true. You just need to learn the techniques to help you think in English. Remember when you say I'll never, I can't, I can't do it. You're telling your brain to stop working like, Oh, okay. You don't, you don't need my energy. You don't need me to work hard. Yes, you do. Stop saying I can't. Instead, I want you to remember something. Remember that with consistent practice and immersion, you can develop the ability to think in English with consistent practice and immersion. You might be saying, Tiff immersion. How can I immerse myself? Well, right now you're watching a video, right? 
in English about English. This entire time right now, I'm not speaking in your language, right? I'm speaking in English. You're immersing yourself at this moment in English. Do it even more. Watch English television programs. Watch English movies. Immerse yourself. And the more you put in, the more tools you'll have as you think in English. For example, in Korean, water is mul, right? So before I went to Korea, whenever I saw a cup of water, I thought water. But as I immersed myself in conversations and my friends would say mul, or I'd go somewhere and I'd see someone in the store and they'd say mul. All of a sudden in my brain, not just the word water was there, but mul was there. So now I was starting to think in Korean. You can do the same thing. But you must give your brain more opportunities to put English inside. And then when you try to think, you'll have what you need. Makes sense, right? So again, stop saying I'll never be able to think in English. The next thing I need you to stop saying. <laughs> I'll never be able to understand fast speech. Americans speak too fast. I, I just can't understand when they're speaking. I just can't get it. I don't know what they're saying. I don't understand. Did you just understand me? Because I purposely gradually increased my speed as I was speaking just to prove a point. When I speak slowly, you understand me with no problem. I get hundreds of messages each week under the YouTube video lessons. Tiffany, I understand you and not anyone else. So I purposely increased my speed just now, but you understood me, right? So it's not impossible for you to understand fast speech. It goes back to what I said earlier. You're comfortable with me. Hopefully I make you feel happy. I make you feel relaxed. And when you are relaxed, your brain is able to process more information. There's no stress. You're relaxed. You're taking it all in. So even if I started speaking very quickly, you'd be able to understand everything that I was saying. Why? Because you're relaxed. You might've pulled in a little bit like, whoa, Tiffany's speaking faster, but your brain had this feeling, oh, we can do this. We like Tiffany. I like you too. We can understand what she's saying. So let's work harder as she speaks faster. This is what's happening in your brain as I'm speaking. It proves that it's not impossible for you to understand fast speech. It just takes practice. You need to be relaxed. So I want you, instead of saying this, I want you to gradually expose yourself to faster speech through listening exercises and authentic materials. So let me explain what I mean. I'm teaching you English right now, right? I'm helping you understand how to improve your English fluency, but there are other videos on YouTube. There are other videos in my course and other teachers courses that are not specifically about learning English. They just involve two native English speakers having a conversation. 
Two native English speakers speaking quickly about a topic. Again, if you want to join our family, I have multiple videos like this in the speak English, like a native.com program, speak English, like a native.com multiple conversations going quickly. The more you expose yourself to the real English conversations where native speakers, including me are speaking quickly, the faster your listening skills will improve. So you'll never say, I don't understand fast speech. Instead, all of a sudden you'll realize, oh my goodness, I understand what they're saying because you're smart, boo. You are smart. You just got to believe it. Next. I hope you're understanding why it's so important for you to stop saying these things. I need you to stop saying I can't learn English without a teacher. Now, this is probably a shocking one. Why? Because I'm your teacher and I'm helping you learn English. But today in this lesson, I'm trying to give you some tips so that when I'm not with you, when you're not watching my videos, you'll still be able to move forward. I need you to stop saying I can't learn English without a teacher. I had a student when I was in South Korea. His English, I'm not going to lie to you. I've mentioned him before in one of my lessons. His English was so good. I pulled him to the side and asked him what he did. He said, oh, Tiffany, I just went online and I studied English every day. He used videos on YouTube. He listened to podcasts. He watched movies in English. He immersed himself in English without a teacher. He didn't have a teacher in a classroom but he was still able to improve. So this is what I need you to remember. I need you to remember that while a teacher like me, your teacher, while we can provide guidance, I can give you the steps. I can give you the tools. There are many self study resources available to support your learning. It's possible for you to speak English fluently without having a physical teacher in the room with you. I told you online, there are so many things. I have a daily vocabulary email that I send out. I have a program for my students. Now, yes, I'm the teacher, but they're doing the work. They're taking the resources and applying what I've taught them. We're not in a classroom environment. We're not physically speaking to each other all the time in person. No. And yet they're still improving because they're following a plan that I gave them. Self study, giving the plan. It's up to you to study. You have to remember, even if you don't have a teacher physically with you, even if you can't afford the amazing tutors that are online, you can still learn how to speak English fluently. Make sense. Yes. You're getting it now. You're getting it. All right. I really, really, really need you to stop saying this. I can't learn English because I'm too busy. First, let me state this fact right here. I understand having a busy life. Maybe you're married. Maybe you have kids. Maybe you also work. Life can get really hectic and busy. I run a company. I run an online academy over 2000 students. It gets very busy, but 
Let my friend call me and say you want to play basketball. I am going to get things done so that I can go and play basketball. Let my friend call me and say, Tiff, do you want to go get some Indian food? Yes. Give me about an hour. Let me finish this work. When we put our minds to it as human beings, when we put our minds to do something, we can get it done faster than we realize. When you really want something, you make time for it. If you're married, think about before you got married, think about how you loved spending time with your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Think about the time you spent on the phone, just talking for hours. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. You made time, even though you were busy. The same is true when it comes to English. Stop saying I can't learn English because I'm too busy. You can find time. So instead of saying this, this is what I want you to do. Find small pockets of time throughout the day for language learning activities, such as listening to podcasts or practicing vocabulary. I remember when I used to work at NASA, right? We got a 15 minute break in the morning and a 15 minute break in the afternoon, plus an hour lunch. But in the midst of the day, we would walk to get some tea or those that drank coffee, or we'd walk to get something from the supply closet. Five minute period. As you're walking. Ooh, I learned this new vocabulary word from Tiff Tiffany's video yesterday. What was the word again? Uh, devout. Okay. It means that, that, that you're practicing as you're walking or maybe as you're driving back home. Instead of listening to the news, why not turn on an English podcast? You can find time for things you enjoy. Start enjoying English and I guarantee you'll find these small pockets of time to practice. So stop saying, I can't learn English because I'm too busy. Finally, this one right here, I want you to remember my friend, stop saying I'll never be fluent in English. You already know this is something you should never say as my student. Again, I'm your teacher here on YouTube online, or if you're listening to the podcast, I'm your teacher. And I believe I don't care where you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been studying English. If you follow the tips I give you each week, you will be able to speak English fluently. So what you need to stop saying, I'll never be fluent in English. Remember your brain is going to act on what you say. So instead of saying this, whoo, I need you to believe in your potential and keep working towards fluency, knowing that progress takes time and effort. That's the fact you are going to achieve your goal. You just have to remember that there's a process. It's going to take time and effort, but stick with it. Be consistent and you will achieve your goals. Stop saying I'll never be fluent in English. Remember, I believe in you. I just need you to believe in yourself. There's nothing. Nothing, my friend, that you can't accomplish. There's nothing you can't achieve. Why? Because you're amazing. All you have to do is believe it yourself.
Now, remember, I said after the lesson, I want you to go get the app English with Tiffany. That's the app. And I want you to practice what you learned today. The link is in the description. You'll see it also. I have it on the screen. If you're watching the video, the link is in the description, download the app, go to the weekly English fluency lessons with teacher Tiffany area, and you'll be able to practice what you learned today. Quiz yourself. See if you actually remember what I taught you today. Remember that I believe in you and I want you to believe in yourself. And never forget to speak English because you can do it. In this week's English lesson, I am going to explain 10 techniques that will finally help you speak English more fluently. Are you ready? Well, then I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. Technique number one. Yes. Listening. Now you might be saying to yourself, Tiffany listening, how is this a fluency technique? Well, let me explain something first and foremost, what is listening? You see, listening involves actively engaging with spoken English to understand and interpret meaning. Let me break it down even more for you. In order to speak English fluently, you must know how to listen. Point number one, when you listen, you improve your comprehension and comprehension is necessary in order for you to be able to speak fluently. Let me explain more. Listening practice actually helps improve understanding of spoken language, accents, and colloquial expressions. Think about a child. Children, when they come out of the womb, a baby cannot speak. A baby is listening over and over to its mother, to its father, to its siblings, to people around the baby. It's improving its listening skills. It's improving its comprehension skills. And then all of a sudden, one day that baby starts to speak. This is why listening is so important. If you desire to speak English fluently, you must practice listening. The other thing that is important about listening is it will expand your vocabulary. You see regular listening exposes learners like you, English learners to new words and phrases. Here's the key in context, enhancing their vocabulary. Let me explain it like this. You've probably learned a ton of vocabulary words, but you've also probably been in the situation where you used a vocabulary word and maybe your English teacher, or maybe you have a friend that's American or speaks English fluently. And that friend or teacher said, Oh, we don't use that word anymore. Maybe you felt frustrated. I, I memorized the word I learned from the book. But you see, when you listen to native English speakers, having conversations, when you listen to the actors that are in a movie or a television drama, you can know for sure that the words and expressions they're using are being used currently in real life. So what's going to happen? Naturally, your vocabulary will expand vocabulary that you can use in real life when you speak English fluently. You got it right. The other important point about this technique is 
pronunciation and intonation development. The more you listen, the more your pronunciation will improve. You see, listening to native speakers helps English learners imitate correct pronunciation and intonation patterns leading to clearer communication. This is absolutely true. You know that I can speak Korean or if not, yes, I do speak Korean. If you didn't know that I do speak Korean. And I remember when I was first learning Korean, I would listen to the news. I would listen to podcasts. I would watch Korean dramas. I didn't even know what they were talking about. I was a beginner. But what happened was over time, the fact that I was listening to so many Koreans speaking Korean, when I started to speak Korean, my pronunciation was amazing. Even to this day, when I call someone on the phone, if I'm calling maybe a Korean restaurant and I start speaking in Korean, when I get to the restaurant, they are in shock. They say, we thought you were Korean. Why? Because my listening skills were so good. I was able to imitate Koreans when I was studying. So the first technique for you to speak English fluently that you must understand and follow is listening. The more you listen, the more you will improve. You got it. I love it. All right, let's keep going. The second technique that is so important for you to understand in order to speak fluently is speaking practice, speaking practice. Yes. Speaking practice involves though, actively participating in conversations and expressing thoughts and ideas in English. This is very important. Many times you're learning new things, new words, new expressions. You're putting a lot in but you don't get a lot of opportunities to take what's inside and pull it out to use in real conversations. But the only way for you to be fluent is for you to practice what you are learning, practice using the words, practice using the patterns. That's how you improve your English fluency. Let me explain this a little bit more to help you understand why this technique is so important. First, it increases your confidence. You see, regular speaking practice boosts learners confidence in expressing themselves in English. That's right. Anyone learning anything, but you as an English learner, the more you practice, the more your confidence will improve. It's so interesting. I was speaking to some of the students in my academy. If you would like to be my student, Hey, all you got to do is hit the link right in the description, go to dailyenglishlessons.com. And I was speaking to some of my students and I was telling them, Hey guys, in the beginning, you're going to feel nervous. You're going to feel shy when you're speaking in English. But I said, here's what I want you to do. Find a partner and practice with your partner. Now in my academy, our family, there are literally thousands of students so you can find a partner easily. But even if you're not a part of our family or you don't want to be a part of our family, of our family that came out fast, <laughs> you can still find a partner online, but speak to that partner and possibly do a video call with them. It's going to be a little bit nerve wracking in the beginning. You're going to feel shy, but it's going to help you gain confidence in your own abilities. And that confidence will result in you being able to speak more fluently over time. 
Another point to remember with this technique, enhanced oral communication skills. Speaking practice improves fluency, coherence, and effectiveness in spoken English. Let me explain this. The more you practice, the better you'll become. That's just a general rule. As you practice speaking, something is going to happen within your brain. You're going to be watching people's responses to your words and their responses are going to let you know if they understand or if they don't understand, which will affect your communication skills. Okay. When I said this, they understood that. So next time I'll organize my ideas in this way as well. Oh, they didn't understand when I said this. So let me tweak it next time. The more you practice, the more you speak, the better your communication skills will get again, affecting your English fluency. And finally, for this technique, cultural awareness and adaptability, engaging in conversations exposes learners to different cultural perspectives and communication styles. I love this. Let me explain how amazing this is. So again, in our family, we have students and English learners from all around the world, Ghana, Japan, Haiti. Um, we have Brazilians. So many different countries are represented in our family. And I have heard from so many of our family members, teacher, I love having conversations with our family members because not only do we improve our English, we start to understand each other more. So, what happens is when they go and speak to a native English speaker, after having spoken to each other, suddenly there's this understanding of, Hey, we're human beings and we might have differences, but we also have lots of similarities that actually affects you. It affects them when they go to speak to a native English speaker. Now they're not as nervous. Why? Because they realize we're just human beings. We have different cultures and different ideas, but I can have a conversation with this person. Why? Because I've already spoken to someone from Brazil, from Mexico, from all of these different countries. And I realize that human beings, we're all the same. It literally helps with cultural awareness and confidence. Speaking about this technique of practicing what you are learning. Speaking practice will truly help you speak English more fluently. Don't be nervous. Don't be shy. Get through those emotions and try technique. Number two, speaking practice. And this will lead you to technique. Number three, vocabulary acquisition. Something that I know you have thought about. Getting more vocabulary words, knowing more vocabulary words, vocabulary acquisition, a new word for you focuses on learning and expanding one's repertoire. That's actually, I think a French word of words and expressions. In other words, the third technique is to learn more and more and more vocabulary words. No matter how long you've been studying English, no matter where you live, even Americans, we are still learning new words each and every moment. Why? 
We're watching television. We're having conversations. We're learning things from the younger generation or from the older generation or from books. We are all constantly learning. So you as an English learner must understand the importance of this technique, acquiring more vocabulary words. Let me explain this a little bit more. The first important point is word exposure. You see regular reading, listening, and engaging with English materials exposes learners to new vocabulary. When you read a lot, watch a lot, listen to different conversations, your vocabulary will naturally improve, but you must expose yourself to new things in English. This is how your English fluency will improve. When I was studying Korean, I was trying to listen to as much as possible. I was trying to be around as many individuals as possible so that I could learn new vocabulary words that were used in real life. And that's what helped me improve my fluency. The next thing that is important is contextual understanding. Basically understanding how to use things in context, learning words in context actually helps learners will help you grasp the meaning of the words and how to use them more effectively. Remember earlier, I mentioned that there is this habit of learning words from books, memorizing vocabulary words from books like dictionaries or vocabulary books. Listen, I did the same thing when I was studying Korean, but there comes a point in time where you have to actually learn words from real life. If you want to go to the upper intermediate and advanced level and speak English fluently, you have to start paying attention to how the words are used in context, in real conversations, as you're watching movies, as you're watching television dramas, wait a minute, they used this word, rewind it. Ah, this is the context in which they used that word. This is how you learn more words in context so that you'll be able to use them later on and speak English with fluency. And also it takes active practice. This is something I have taught so many times on this channel and to you as an English learner. If it's your first time hearing it, trust me, I've taught many different lessons and you'll find them on my YouTube channel. Using new words in speaking and writing activities reinforces vocabulary acquisition. I remember one time specifically when I was learning Korean, I had to memorize a lot of vocabulary words for a test. I got up early in the morning around 4 AM because I had to memorize about 100 words and I was reading them, memorizing the definition, going back and forth. And I was remembering the words, but I got a little frustrated because I knew that after the test, I was going to forget the words. Why? Because if you don't use the words in real life, you will forget them. So again, as you're trying to acquire new vocabulary words, you must remember the importance of active practice. You must put the words into practice, use them to describe your life, use them to describe someone, you know, as you use the words, it will be easier for you as time goes on to use them in real conversations. So again, technique number three, vocabulary acquisition. You have to learn a lot of vocabulary words, but it's important to use them. 
Now, before we get to technique number four, I want to remind you each week when I teach you something on this channel, each week when I teach you a new English lesson about fluency, vocabulary, and many other things, I want you to go to the app, my app English with Tiffany because I have practice lessons that go along with the lessons that you see on my YouTube channel. Why? Because I want you to put into practice what you are learning. Now for this lesson, you'll go to the app and you'll find some quizzes. I want to see if you really understand these techniques that I'm teaching you. So it's so important. Download the app for free. The link is right in the description and you can go to the app and there are some paid lessons within the app, but it's important for you to practice what you are learning. So download my app English with Tiffany and you'll be able to practice what you are learning. All right. Now let's move on to technique. Number four technique. Number four is contextual learning. This is actually expanding on what we spoke about in technique number three. One of the important points under technique number three included contextual learning. Contextual learning involves learning language within real life situations and meaningful contexts. This is one of my favorite techniques because it literally allows your brain to create multiple triggers, multiple touch points that will help you use whatever you're learning later on easier. Think about this when you only have a book and you memorize, that's one touch point. Oh, I learned it from this book. I memorized it. But when you learn things in context, I watched a movie. I listened to a podcast where individuals were talking. I remember hearing their, their, uh, their laughter. I remember un, uh, hearing them talk about their family, their friends. And then all of a sudden they used this word. There's context connected to what you're learning. So let me break this down even more. Why this technique is so important. First practical education and practical application. Contextual learning emphasizes using language in authentic situations, enhancing practical language skills. Something that I always encourage my students to do is to put into practice what they learn as soon as possible. I encourage them. Hey, you learned a new word. All right. Record a video explaining that word to someone else. Hey, you learn a new word. Okay. Talk about your day using that word, that expression. It's so important to apply what you're learning. Again, practical application will end up leading you to speak English fluently because it will become like second nature. The more you apply what you learn. Secondly, a deeper understanding learning language in context helps you as the English learner understand nuances, idiomatic expressions and cultural aspects. Again, it's so amazing because the same exact thing happened to me when I was learning Korean. There are still some things that I understand in Korean that are hard to explain in English, but I understand them. If someone uses an idiomatic expression, a Korean expression, I don't need the translation in English. I understand when to use it, how to use it and what it means in context. Why? Because I learned it 
while watching a Korean drama. Or I learned it while listening to a friend speak to another friend in Korean. And I said, ah, this is the context when this can be used. When you learn things in context, you will actually have a deeper understanding. It will go far beyond just the direct translation, just the direct meaning. You'll understand what's behind it culturally. You'll understand situations in which it can be used properly. And this will help you once again, speak English fluently. So make an effort to learn things in context, not just with books, but learning by watching and listening to real native English speakers. Another reason why this is so important is because it improves your retention. When you learn things in context, again, it places triggers and touch points in your brain, making it easier for you later to pull that information out, to access that word, access that idiom and use it when you are speaking English. This is called retention, retaining the information, learning a language in meaningful context increases retention and facilitates easier recall. You'll be able to have conversations and all of a sudden, ah, I remember when I watched that TV show and they said, dot, 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 this is a similar situation. I can use the same expression. It helps you remember when you learn in context. So again, technique number four, contextual learning. Let's move on to technique number five. Technique number five is reading. Yes, reading. That's right. Reading involves comprehending written English materials, such as books, articles, and online content. Listen, the fact is the internet has opened up the world to everyone. You can read an article, even if you're living in a small, a small city in India or a small city in Brazil, it doesn't matter where you live. If you have access to the internet, you have access to English and reading will help you improve your English fluency. Let me explain it a little bit more vocabulary expansion. Reading exposes you to a wide range of words and phrases and expands your vocabulary. Again, I remember literally how I started to improve my vocabulary as I read more things in Korean. I remember specifically one situation, I was having a conversation with someone in Korean and without even realizing it, I used a natural Korean expression. I had never said the expression before. None of my friends had ever used the expression in front of me, but I remembered that a book I was reading in Korean used the expression multiple times. So that expression had been lodged in my brain. I understood the context from the previous technique because the book was literally laying out the context, laying out the scene and the word and expression was used there. So when I got to the conversation, my brain literally said, okay, Tiff, use this expression. And I used it and I was shocked. This is the power of reading in order to improve your English fluency. Another point why this is so powerful again, reading grammar and sentence structure. Reading will help you internalize grammatical structures 
and sentence patterns. I am going to tell you a secret because if you've been with me for a while, you'll know that one thing about me is that I don't teach grammar or do I, I have never taught a grammar specific lesson on my YouTube channel. I have never taught a grammar specific lesson in my academy, breaking down any grammar rule. Now I've taught how to improve your grammar, but I've never taught grammar. But in actuality, I do teach grammar. You see in the academy and even here on this YouTube channel, I understand that the more you as an English learner, listen to me, a native English speaker speak in English using patterns that other native English speakers use. The more the students in my academy read different content that I provide in my academy, listen to different conversations I have with native English speakers in the academy, the more they take in my students and the more you listen to me, you're actually understanding and learning new grammatical patterns. And your brain later on will say, Hey, Tiffany said it like this using this pattern. I didn't say it was a grammar rule, but your brain will naturally follow the patterns as you listen. And as you read the same thing will happen in the book. They use dot, dot, dot. I'll do the same dot, dot, dot. It happens all the time. I have literally watched my students transform, transform. And I just smile because I know what's happening. I know what's going on in their brains. They're literally improving their grammar without realizing it. And the same thing will happen for you. Again, your goal is to speak English fluently, read more, trust me, read novels in English, read English books. Maybe you're interested in business, read business books in English. Your grammar will improve your English fluency will improve. Trust me, it works. And also your comprehension will improve. Regular reading practice improves overall reading skills, including comprehension and speed. So listen, if your comprehension is improving, that's naturally going to affect your English conversation skills. You'll understand faster what a person is saying to you, which will also affect your ability to respond faster because you've already processed the information. You've organized your thoughts and you know how to respond. Reading is a great technique to improve your English fluency. Make sense. All right. Now let's move on to technique. Number six technique. Number six is writing. Yes. Writing involves expressing ideas and thoughts through written English, focusing on grammar, vocabulary, and structure. Now, remember, I just explained that reading will help your grammar naturally improve. So if you're following technique number five of reading, and then you move to technique number six of writing, your writing will definitely improve as you're writing. You're literally training your brain to organize your thoughts and ideas. Say you're writing about your day. What happened today? Who did I do it with? Where did we go? When did we go there? Why did we go there? And as you're writing again, you're getting this mental practice so that when it comes time to speak English, you've already organized your thoughts. 
If someone comes and says, Hey, Tiffany, what did you do today? I already wrote it down. Oh, my friend and I, we decided to go out to eat around uh, 1 PM. We had a really good meal because we were hungry and we didn't feel like eating. We didn't feel like eating in. We didn't feel like cooking. I wrote that down already. So it was easier to say it out loud because I had already written it down. Writing is a technique that will help you. Let me break it down even more. Language accuracy. Writing practice helps learners, helps you refine your grammar, spelling, and punctuation skills. As you're reading from technique number five, you're also learning how to spell words properly. Come to technique number six. As you're writing, you're going to be focusing on, Hey, is that word spelled correctly? You'll check it. Then you'll correct it. There's so many things that happen as you follow this technique, but the end result is going to be that your speaking skills are going to improve. The more you write, the more your speaking skills are going to improve. Trust me. There's something interesting that happens as you write, you literally are practicing organizing your thoughts. The next thing is clarity and coherence. Writing activities develop skills in organizing thoughts, as I just mentioned, and ideas in a clear and coherent manner. Remember, I taught you last week in last week's lesson, I mentioned my teacher, Miss Candelaria, and I said that she taught me how to think. She taught me how to organize my thoughts when I was writing essays. I use those principles even when I give a speech. Even when I teach you, I use those same principles that I learned in high school almost 30 years ago to teach you and to help you organize your thoughts and to speak English fluently. The other point is creative expression. Writing allows you to express your creativity, opinions, and arguments effectively. Speaking English fluently is all about your ability to properly convey properly communicate, properly express your ideas, your opinions, and your thoughts. So when you practice this technique of writing, you'll be doing the exact same thing and it will affect your ability to speak English fluently. Make sense. Excellent. All right. Technique number seven, another important technique, cultural integration. Now, one of our previous techniques, we spoke about the importance of culture and how culture will also help you speak English fluently, but cultural integration involves immersing oneself in the target language culture to understand its customs, traditions, and social norms. Now you might be wondering first, how can I do this if I don't live in America? Second, how can I do this if I don't know any Americans? And third, how can culture really affect my fluency skills? Let me explain this a little bit more because this right here has changed my students so much. You see cultural competence, understanding cultural nuances enhances effective communication and avoids misunderstandings. When you understand how something is done in a certain culture, i.e., for example, American culture, you'll have a better understanding of how to communicate your ideas, your opinions, your thoughts when you speak in English to other native English speakers. For example, 
Man, in my academy, again, the link is in the description if you'd like to join my academy, dailyenglishlessons.com. In my academy, I actually have several cultural lessons, literally, lessons about American culture. And one of my favorite ones, and also my students' favorite ones, is the one I do on Subway, the sandwich shop. You're probably wondering, Tiff, what does a sandwich have to do with English? Let me explain. I'll give you the short version. When you walk into Subway, the main purpose of Subway is so that you can have it your way, your sandwich, your way. You walk into Subway, you choose your bread, you choose the meat. If you want meat, you choose the cheese, you choose the toppings. They put on it, whatever you want, your idea, your thought, your opinion is important when you go to Subway, which is probably why it's still so popular. And you have the sandwich you wanted when you walked in. It's the same with English. English fluency is all about you expressing your ideas. You having a good understanding of your opinions and your thoughts and being able to communicate them. When you go into Subway, a large part of American culture, you must know your own ideas and thoughts. What do you want to eat? What sandwich do you want to create today? You see the connection, right? It helps you understand more about English fluency when you understand American culture and how Americans think. So when we come to you and say, Hey, how was your day? I've had students when I was in Korea say it was fine. And I'd say, Hey, tell me more. And they get quiet. They're like, teacher, I don't know what to say. I was actually interested. I wanted to know their thoughts. This is a part of American culture. Makes sense now, huh? American culture. It's very important for you to understand culture. Another point, social integration. We talked a little bit about this earlier too. the integration portion. Cultural, cultural, <laughs> cultural integration. These are tongue twisters a little bit. Cultural integration facilitates building relationships with native speakers and integrating into English speaking communities. Now you might not know anyone in your neighborhood, maybe not your city or maybe even your country. You've never met a native English speaker. However, you have access to the internet. There are tons of Facebook groups, tons of online forums. Now listen to me closely. I'm not telling you to go to forums specifically for English learners. I'm telling you to look for forums, to look for Facebook groups that are just about topics or interests that you're interested in, but the people speak English in the group. This is very different from English learners gathering together. If you're interested in cooking, find a cooking Facebook group. You don't have to tell anyone you're an English learner. You can just start conversations about cooking in the group. You'll get this confidence as well, but you'll learn about the culture of cooking in America because Americans are speaking with each other or British people are speaking with each other. Again, talking about cultural integration, it's possible. The other thing is expanded worldview, cultural integration. I got it that time broadens learners perspectives and promotes intercultural understanding. It's so amazing to watch my students. 
as they practice speaking English and as they experience this technique of cultural integration, the more they learn about my culture as they watch the videos, the more their mindset starts to change. They start to become more open-minded. As you learn more about someone, as you learn more about someone's culture, you naturally start to think differently. You start to understand them. You become empathetic. You become intrigued, curious. This will affect your English fluency because when you're speaking, it's not just about you. When you're speaking and having a good conversation, there's this back and forth like tennis. Well, in order to go back and forth, I must care about the person I'm speaking to. Well, you'll learn to care more about someone as you learn more about their culture. Makes sense, right? So again, technique number seven, cultural integration. Now technique number eight is also important language exchanges. And it almost goes hand in hand with technique number seven language exchanges involve interacting with native speakers or other learners to practice speaking and improve language skills. Now for this one, in the last one about cultural integration, I said it's important to find forums and different online communities that are not specifically for English learners, but have native speakers in them. But for this technique, the purpose is to practice speaking English. So it's totally okay to find different groups that are for English learners. Let me explain this a little bit more conversation practice. You see language exchanges provide opportunities to engage in authentic conversations with native speakers. Now you're going to enter certain groups that might not have native speakers, but there might be an English learner that is a step or two above you. And that individual will also help you improve your English. For example, I'm going to open up my phone right now and show you for those watching this in our group, we have literally over 2000 students and every day, these students from around the world, let's see if you can see it real quick. Let's see. There we go. Students from around the world, these students, let's close this really quickly. These students hold on. There we go. Are posting videos, having conversations in English from all around the world. These language exchanges are helping them speak English more confidently. This is why language exchange is so important. Another important point is this cultural exchange. Again, you see how these techniques are kind of all tied together, right? Language exchanges foster cross cultural understanding and the sharing of customs and traditions. When I was practicing my Korean with my Korean friends, friends that I'm still friends with right now, we of course, learned about each other's cultures. They learned about my culture and I learned more about their culture. And we started to understand each other more. This affected my fluency and it will affect yours as well because you'll choose your words carefully. You won't say things that might possibly offend them. Why? Because you understand the culture now. What about this point right here? Mutual learning. Participants in language exchanges learn from each other's languages, helping improve fluency and accuracy. 
English fluency, I think you're realizing, is not just about you. It literally becomes this full circle experience. Others being included. You're putting in, but you're also taking things out. And you're also learning from other individuals. It's very important to remember this technique. Language exchanges. And what about this technique? Technique number nine. Personalized learning strategies. This has to be my second favorite one. I mentioned earlier that learning in context, right? Contextual learning was my favorite. This is my second favorite. Personalized learning strategies. Let me explain. Personalized learning strategies involve tailoring language learning approaches and techniques to individual preferences and needs. In other words, we all don't learn the same. You might have a different learning style and you have to figure out what your style, what your strategy is. Some people learn by only reading and it affects their speaking. Others learn by just talking a lot. For example, I had one of my friends. He also learned how to speak Korean. He learned faster than I did. He had a gift for languages, but he didn't even take classes like I was taking. He learned by just speaking with friends. He had a few books and he would practice all the time. I am more of a classroom learner. I had to be in class. I had to write notes in my notebook and that was my style. It's important for you to figure out your style, figure out a strategy that works for you. If you are trying to speak English fluently, you can't just follow everyone else's methods. You have to find the one or the ones that work for you. Let me explain this more. Customized learning paths. Personalized strategies allow learners to focus on areas of interest or areas requiring improvement. For example, if you recognize that you really, really enjoy listening to podcasts and you really get a lot from those podcasts, use podcasts as your method, as your strategy. Find as many podcasts as you possibly can where native English speakers are speaking about different topics. Or maybe your strategy is you love to sing. Okay, write some songs in English. Listen to more English songs. Again, it's all about finding your strategy. And also this includes your study routine. Maybe you're an early bird. Study in the morning. I'm an early bird. Maybe you're a night owl. You stay up late. One of my friends is a night owl. You have to figure out what works for you in order to achieve your goal of speaking English fluently. Also, you have to remember flexibility and autonomy. Personalized learning empowers you to choose methods and materials that suit your learning style. It's totally okay for you to not study in the same way that your friend studies. That's okay. You're a different person, but you have to figure out what works for you. Make sense. The other important point is motivation and engagement. You have to remember that you're more likely to stay motivated and engaged when your learning aligns with your personal goals and interests. Let me break this down again. We're talking about personalized learning strategies. I've mentioned before that when I first started learning Korean, I would watch cooking programs. I would watch comedy programs. I would watch many different programs related to my interests. 
Why? Because I would naturally be engaged. I was learning indirectly because I was already interested in what was going on in the programs. It's important for you to figure out what you're interested in that will keep you motivated. Now, finally, this last technique is very important. Patience and perseverance. Yes, patience and perseverance. This is a technique, the combination of these two things. You see patience and perseverance refer to the qualities of persistence and determination in language learning. Why is this a technique? You might ask Tiffany, how is this a technique? Have you ever got discouraged? Have you ever been frustrated? Have you ever felt like stopping or quitting? I know you have, we've all been there before. In order for you to achieve your goal of English fluency, you have to stay motivated. You have to persevere and you have to be patient. Let me explain this a little bit more. It will help you overcome challenges. Language learning requires time and effort and staying patient and persevering will help you overcome your difficulties. Realize this is a journey. You will achieve your goal, but you must be patient. Another important point that you must remember is that continuous improvement. You see patience and perseverance allow you as the learner to make progress steadily and consistently, but you must be patient as you are patient. You will start seeing more results. And finally, long term success. Language and proficiency is achieved through ongoing dedication and a willingness to persist despite obstacles. Listen to me. I believe that you will achieve your English goal. I believe that you will speak English fluently. You have to believe it and you have to be patient and persevere. This is a technique that each and every English learner must understand and follow. Now I do hope you enjoyed this lesson. I gave you techniques that will help you speak English fluently. I want you to go back and review this lesson. Don't forget again, downloading my app English with Tiffany. I will test you and quiz you on these things in the practice lessons found in the app. But again, remember you can achieve your English goal. You will speak English fluently. Hang in there. Don't give up. You can do it. I believe in you. Hey, today I'm going to give you 10 English fluency hacks. These hacks will help you improve your English fluency faster. Are you ready? Well then I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. Fluency hack number one, rapid fire, one minute flashcard discussion questions. Let me explain how you can do this. You see, you've been studying English for a while. You've probably purchased many different books. You probably have a notebook and you've probably been following the same study pattern for months or for years. Well, with this hack, you're going to change things up a bit. What I want you to do is to get some flashcards. Let's start off with five and on each flashcard, you're going to write an English discussion question. You can pick the topic. You'll start with five. Write down the discussion questions, then put the cards together and you're going to 
pick one and just start talking about it immediately. That's right. Pick a card, read the question and start talking about it. You can look in the mirror if you'd like, you can do it with a friend. It's totally okay. The point is to give spontaneous responses. Many times in English conversations, you won't know what the person is going to ask you next. So if you practice this way, you'll be able to feel much more comfortable in a real situation. So hack number one is to do this rapid fire flash card trick, write down the discussion questions, mix them up and then pick a question, read it and answer it and keep doing this for as long as you possibly can during your study session. Make sense. All right, here we go. Number two, hack number two. This is what I want you to do. Alphabet sentence practice. Now I'll explain. You're going to go through the alphabet and create sentences for the first letters of the alphabet using the first letters. For example, a, B, C, D, E, right? Let's stop there. Letter a create a sentence that starts with the letter a, for example, a woman I met decided to call me yesterday to ask me for help. Check. Letter B before I travel abroad, I need to purchase a new bag. Check C can you call me tomorrow and remind me to pick up my car? Check. You see what I'm doing, right? I'm using the first letter. That letter becomes the first letter or the first letter of the word of a sentence I create. This is what you're going to do. And you're going to go through the entire alphabet. Remember these hacks are meant to help you with your English fluency. You're probably wondering, but Tiffany, how is this going to help me improve my English fluency? English fluency, being able to express yourself is all about being able to think on the fly, to think spontaneously and to express your ideas clearly. This will help you practice the spontaneity and also the creative side of speaking English fluently. So again, take the alphabet, go through each letter, use the letter as the first word or the first letter of the first word. When you create a sentence, you got it. Excellent. Now I hope you're taking notes. Remember these hacks are going to help you immensely. Let's go to hack number three. Hack number three is also a good one. Write a daily journal about what happened during your day. This is key. So I have always loved keeping journals. This is one that I have right now where I keep some information for my assistant. But if you're watching this video, I'm going to slide a little bit right behind me, behind my desk. There is a series of about four or five journals that I have. I always have a journal near me. I like to jot things down. This is going to be beneficial for you as an English learner. Every day you're doing something different. Maybe you're cooking, maybe you're working, maybe you're visiting your family. Maybe you're hanging with friends. You're doing something slightly different every day. Pick one action, pick one event and write about it at the end of each day, write in your journal, you decide how long it's going to be. You determine the amount of time. The key is writing every single day.
about your day. Because what's going to happen is later on when someone asks you, Hey, what did you do on Friday? On Friday, you already wrote in your journal what you did. So your thoughts have already been organized. So you'll be able to answer very quickly. You'll be able to give a fluent English response. Why? Because you already wrote about it in your journal. You got it, right? Okay, let's go to the next hack that will help you improve your English fluency. Here we go. Number four, image describe. This is one of my absolute favorite hacks. Now you'll notice in parentheses, it says five W's who, what, when, where, and why. Now I want you to understand how to do this properly. So let me explain how you can do this. Now you might be saying to yourself, Whoa, Tiffany, who's this guy? This is a random picture that I was able to find online. Remember we're talking about image described. So I'm going to write it down image describe. All right. This is the hack image described. So we're using the five W's. Once again, the point of this is to help you think creatively in English. So we have this as our image. All right. We're looking at this image of this young man and I want to use the five W's. So the first W is what actually it's who, but I said what, who, So who is this? I'm going to guess. I'm going to say, ah, this is a model. He's a model. What is he doing? I think he's actually taking a picture, taking, I'm going to say photo, taking a photo who, what, when I'm going to say, Mm, when was this yesterday? You see what I'm doing, right? I'm going through the five W's to describe this image. So stay with me where, mm, let me see. Where was this? I think it was at the studio and why he's trying to improve his port portfolio. Okay. So improve his portfolio, portfolio with images of himself. So what do we have right here? Again, this is image described the hack that we're looking at. So make a sentence. You've described the picture who, what, when, where, why. So this is a model and he's taking a photo. But remember, I said it was yesterday. So let's go back. Yesterday, a model was taking a photo at the studio because he wanted to improve his portfolio. You see what happened, right? You're picking an image and you're using the five W's who, what, when, where, and why to describe it. We're talking about hacks that will help you improve your English fluency. Make sense? Again, pick an image or a series of images and use the five W's to describe those images. You got it. All right, here we go. Hack number five image, describe three details, image, describe three details. Now I'm going to go right back to the picture we just looked at. Now I'm going to erase what I wrote. So 
Now what we're going to be doing is trying to give three details about this image. So you see me erasing the five W's right now. Don't worry. We're going to write some details now. All right. Again, we're talking about the image, the same image we were just looking at. I'm going to erase it off screen. Don't worry. My hands are moving fast. And we're going to think about three details. Remember details just refer to descriptions or facts about a situation or about an image. We're using this image right now. So let's go back to the image right now. We're going to think of three details. Think about a way to describe this image. What is happening in this image? Who is this? What are some details? So I can say the first detail is he has very thick and lovely hair, a detail again, describing the image. What else I can say he has deep eyes. He has a deep look in his eyes. So deep eyes. What else he has a nice beard. Remember, we're talking about the hack related to describing an image using three details. So we have detail number one, detail number two, and detail number three, thick and lovely hair, deep eyes, and a nice beard. Again, describing an image by picking three details. You got it. Remember, this is actually helping you think creatively in English. It's helping you describe situations, which will help you improve your English fluency. You got it. Excellent. All right. So let's move on to the next hack. The next hack is vocabulary flashcards. That's right. Create sentences in 30 seconds. This is something that is very important for you to understand. So you are actually going to create your own flashcards. Now these flashcards, I'm going to show you an example very quickly of what you can do. So you're going to create some flashcards. Let's say for example, you are going to have some flashcards with new words, new vocabulary words that you just learned. In one video, I mentioned to you that I taught my students the word elated. So let's write that on the first card elated. It just means very excited, very happy. Let's say, for example, you learned another word. Maybe you learned the word squash squash, which means to crush something, right? Squash something. Well, in our previous lesson, you learned some slang. You learned ghosts. Let's write that one. Actually, I want to write ghost. You learned ghosting someone. If you haven't seen that video, please go back and watch it. There were some very interesting and good slang terms. All right. Let's say you also learned intervene, which means to help someone in a situation. All right. And let's say you learn something simple like, um, let's see, I'm just gonna write simple 
flashcards. We have five flashcards. Now remember, this hack requires you to create sentences in 30 seconds. So what you're going to do is you're going to set a timer. You're going to have a timer and you're going to set it for 30 seconds. All right. Set your timer. And as the timer is going, you're going to try to create as many sentences as possible in that 30 second period. In 30 seconds, you're going to create one sentence for each flashcard and you're going to try to go through as many flashcards as possible. Again, speed is very important. Pick up the flashcard, make a sentence, put it down. Next card, make a sentence, put it down. Next card. How many cards can you go through in a 30 second period? Make sense. Excellent. This hack is going to help you a lot. All right. Next hack. Number seven. Speed reading, read the same thing three times, but try to read it faster each time. Now this is a very good hack. Why? Because it's going to help you improve your pronunciation and also speed reading will help you speak faster when you speak English. This is going to help your English fluency. It's going to help you get used to new words because once you pronounce them one time, it'll be easier for you to pronounce them the second time and the third time. This is a very good hack and trick for you trying to improve your English fluency. All right. Hack number eight, vocabulary challenge. Use one word to describe your morning, your afternoon and your evening. So let's go back again. This hack is all about using one word to describe different parts of your day. Again, using words in context. So let's say the new word you learned going back to elated. All right. Elated meaning extremely happy. All right. So you learned the word elated. Now, how can you use the word elated to speak about your morning? Let's say this morning, true story. I had a delicious breakfast sandwich. All right. So I can say I was elated to go to the breakfast restaurant to go to the breakfast restaurant. It was a breakfast restaurant. All right, here we go. Breakfast. Let's change this right here. Breakfast restaurant. Again, you're using the same word to speak about different parts of your day. What about your afternoon, right? Think about your afternoon. Maybe you can say I was elated to speak with my friend this afternoon. And what about the evening? I was elated to watch the movie last night. I was elated to watch the movie yesterday. Again, you're using the same word to describe your morning, afternoon, and evening. We're talking about useful hacks to increase your English fluency, to improve it with rapid progress. You got it? All right, here we go. Let's go to hack number nine. Talk about your day for two minutes. That's right. I want you to get your phone or a timer or your watch, set it for two minutes. And I want you to talk about your day for two minutes. Two minutes will feel like a long time in the beginning, but the more you do this, the faster you will improve. Set a two minute timer, tell your friend or talk to yourself telling about your day from who you met 
what you ate, where you went, what you did. This will help you improve your English fluency. All right. Hack number 10. Hack number 10. Look in the mirror and tell a story for two to three minutes. I actually helped my other friend who's an American improve her ability to speak in public by looking in the mirror, by watching herself speak about an experience she had, something that happened to her, a story. This is so powerful to help you improve your English fluency. When you look in the mirror, it will help you take away your nervousness and speaking for two to three minutes about a story will help you be able to organize your thoughts and describe things properly. So this hack is very, very important. Now, I hope you enjoyed this lesson today. I hope it helps you improve your English fluency. Don't forget to practice what you are learning. And I'll talk to you in the next lesson. In this week's English lesson, I am going to give you five reasons why you, yes, you, my friend, should stop memorizing vocabulary lists. This is something that you may not have heard before, something that will change the way you study English from today moving forward. Stop memorizing English vocabulary lists. Are you ready to know why? Well, then. I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in reason. Number one, the very first reason you should stop memorizing English vocabulary lists is because of a lack of context. Let me explain memorizing words without understanding their meaning and usage in context makes it difficult to effectively use them in real life situations. Listen, I need you to understand. I have been where you are. I speak Korean. I started learning Korean when I was about 27 years old, several, several years ago. And I remember sitting in my room, memorizing hundreds of words. But the problem was I couldn't remember the words after taking the exams because I wasn't learning them in context. When you simply memorize tons of words, your brain doesn't have anything to connect to. You need to learn them in context. So instead of just memorizing a long list of vocabulary words, I want you to do this. I want you to read a passage from a book, from an article, or even a blog post. Now, after reading the passage, go back and review the words you did not know. Then this will actually help you remember the words later. You see, this will help you learn the words in context and remember them when you have another conversation later on. You see, when you study words in context, your brain basically thanks you. Yes. There is this place inside of your brain that it can be stored because there's already a connection there. All right. You read this word in the passage and the passage was talking about a man and a woman. They fell in love and you learn this word infatuated. You learn that. Oh, okay. In the beginning, before they fell in love, he was infatuated with the woman. He wanted to be with her at all times. Ah, infatuated. You are basically engrossed. You want to be with the person at all times. They consume your thoughts. This is what happens when you learn in context. 
You have a visual that connects to a word you are learning. So again, the first reason why you should stop just memorizing words from a list is because you lack context when you do that. Makes sense, right? Let's move on to reason number two. Reason number two, why you should stop memorizing words in a list form. Limited retention. You see, memorized words are often forgotten quickly, if not applied and reinforced regularly. I mentioned earlier when I was telling you reason number one, I was memorizing tons of words, but I wasn't able to retain them in my mind, in my memory. The retention was very low. Why? Just like it says, they're often quickly forgotten because they're not reinforced. They're not used on a regular basis. Instead, this is what I want you to do. Instead, I want you to learn two to three related vocabulary words, synonyms, then try to use the words to describe some aspect of your daily life. I want to make sure you're writing this down. This will help you remember what you learned. For example, you know, the word happy, right? Many of you, maybe even you have said that I'm a very happy teacher. It's true. I'm a very happy person. A synonym for happy. You could also say elated, happy, happy to see you, elated to see you. Now I'm going to use this one word as an example. So you have the word elated and the majority of my students know this word. Why? Because they learned it by studying with me in my academy. If you want to join my academy, please do. The link is in the description or you can go to www dailyenglishlessons.com and start studying with us. But they know this word elated, right? So when you learn the word elated, think of something in your life that you feel elated about. Ooh, I was elated when I saw my nieces. I actually saw them yesterday, right? That's my personal life. So now in my brain, I'll be able to retain or keep that word. Why? Because now it's connected to my nieces. So again, the reason why you should stop just memorizing lists of words is because you will lack the retention necessary. Instead, pick two to three words that have similar meanings and use them to describe your daily life. And that will help you retain the words and use them later on. Makes sense, right? Good. Now let's move on to number three. Number three, the third reason why you must stop simply repeating and re, re I'm, I almost lost my train of thought there. <laughs> I'm leaving this in the video. Stop memorizing just lists of words. All right, here we go. The third reason is this inefficient learning method inefficient. It's an inefficient learning method to simply memorize. Let me explain. This approach focuses on rote memorization, like a robot rather than actively engaging with the language. Ooh, I love this one, which can hinder overall language acquisition. Let me break it down. English 
is a very creative language. It literally is focused on helping the individual put into words his or her thoughts, ideas, and opinions. So you're putting these words together, these English words in a creative way to express yourself. But when you turn this creative process of speaking English into simply a robotic method, memorize, 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 you are limiting yourself from being creative. You won't be able to speak English like a native English speaker. Again, this is not an efficient learning method. Just memorizing over and over and over again turns you into a robot. So instead of just this rote memorization of these long lists, this is what I want you to do. Instead, I want you to listen to real English conversations and try to write down new words and expressions. Again, I actually have a new English conversation every month for students in my program. Now I have two major programs. The second program that includes these conversations on a monthly basis is the speak English like a native program. Now that's for advanced English learners. Again, if you'd like to join us, please do. We'd love to have you in our family. It's www.speakenglishlikeanative.com. But having these natural English conversations, listening to them, then listen a second time and see if you can understand the meaning of the words in context. This will help you actively engage with the English language. Again, listening to a conversation one time, you're going to hear new words, new expressions that you've never heard before, but relax. It's okay. Listen again. This time you'll hear the words and expressions, but because you've listened before, because you have a little bit more context, you'll be able to understand a little bit more what the words and expressions actually mean. This is helping you actively engage with the language as opposed to sitting down and just memorizing words. Makes sense, right? All right. Number four, the fourth reason why I really want you to stop memorizing lists of words, a lack of enjoyment. You see, simply memorizing long lists of words is often tedious and not enjoyable. Listen, I remember like it was yesterday when I was laying in my bed, memorizing a list of about a hundred Korean words. And I remember it was around 4 a.m. in the morning. I said, something has to give. This is not the right way to study because I was simply memorizing like a robot, but I knew that I was not going to be able to use the words after the exam. This is exactly why I'm trying to encourage you not to do what I did, right? I changed my study style and it really helped. And I'm trying to help you change your study style. So when you're studying, you want to enjoy the process. If you're not having fun, you're not going to want to continue. Think about it. You've told me many times, and maybe you were one of the people in the comment section, Tiff, I love watching your English lessons. Why? Because you just look so happy. You look like you're enjoying what you're doing. And I actually am enjoying this, but can you imagine if all of a sudden I switched today's lesson is and I don't look like I'm enjoying what I'm doing. You wouldn't watch the lessons anymore. 
because you'd be able to tell Tiffany's not enjoying this and you'd stop enjoying it too. It's important to enjoy the process. So instead of just memorizing, this is what I want you to do. I want you to pick three to five new English words. After learning the meaning of each word, try to actively use them throughout the day in various conversations. Have fun. You learn a new word. We learned elated earlier, right? Let's say you learn apprehensive. It means a little bit nervous or not sure of something, right? Try to use that word throughout your day. I went to go buy a bagel for breakfast, but I was a little bit apprehensive because I had never tried that bagel shop. Think about what you do throughout your day and try to use the words to describe your day. This will help you start actively using English because you will be constantly looking for creative ways to use the words. We're talking about truly learning words and not simply memorizing long lists. Makes sense, right? Now this fifth reason I want you to pay close attention to the fifth reason is an overemphasis on quantity over quality. One of the reasons why I am telling you to stop memorizing English vocabulary lists is it puts too much emphasis on quantity instead of quality. Let me explain. Instead of focusing on memorizing long lists of words, it is more beneficial, more beneficial to focus on quality vocabulary that has practical applications. For example, my database of vocabulary words is much larger than my 13 year old niece's database of vocabulary words, but my niece can speak very eloquently. My niece is very intelligent. Yes, I have more words in my database, but she is a fluent English speaker. She's actually amazing. I know I'm biased, but she's amazing. You see what happens is instead of focusing on the quantity, you need to focus on the quality of the words. Are you able to use the words that you know? My niece doesn't know as many words as I know, but she is able to use the words that she does know to express herself clearly with confidence in whatever situation she's in. And that's the goal you should have. You should be able to use what you know, and then you can slowly add more into your database. So instead of focusing on the quantity, I know 5,000 words, but I can only use 200. I want you to focus on the quality. This is why I'm telling you to stop memorizing long lists of vocabulary words. I want you to focus on quality. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to write two to three vocabulary words that you already know, write them down, then find one synonym for each word. After you have the synonyms, try to use them to describe one aspect of your daily life. Notice we're always talking about your daily life. This will help you expand your vocabulary in a more natural way. You know yourself well, you know what you do on a regular basis. So when you start using words to describe your daily life, you'll have triggers in your brain. 
You'll have things to connect to and it will be easier to remember the words. So, you know, happy, a synonym, elated, excited, elated, uh, exuberant. These are things you can use to describe your life. Makes sense, right? I really hope this lesson helped you. Don't forget to open up the English with Tiffany app. You can start practicing what I taught you today, but don't forget this. Stop memorizing long lists of words. Follow the tips I gave you. If you need to watch this lesson again or listen again, please do. I believe in you and I hope you believe in yourself. I'll talk to you in the next lesson. Hey, in this week's English lesson, I want to help you. Yes. You finally start thinking in English. You heard me right. You're going to stop translating in your mind. Instead, you'll start thinking in English and speaking English with confidence. Are you ready? Well, then I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. Tip number one. Tip number one is to surround yourself with English. Let me break this down. In other words, you need to immerse yourself in English speaking environments as much as possible. This includes watching movies, listening to music and reading books in English. The more you expose yourself, the easier it will be to start thinking in English. Now, let me say something that will hopefully encourage you. When I was teaching English in South Korea, I had thousands of students, but there was one student, one student that I will never, ever forget this individual. He came into my class and when he started speaking to me, I literally wondered in my mind, why is he in my class? That's how good his English was. His pronunciation was great. His thought process was amazing. And the way he articulated his ideas blew me away. So I asked him, I said, have you ever lived abroad? Did you ever study in America? He said, no, I've never lived abroad and I've never studied abroad. So immediately I was curious, how are you able to speak English so well? And you know what he told me? This tip right here. He immersed himself. He surrounded himself with English watching English movies, watching YouTube videos in English, listening to English podcasts so much so that his English became amazing. So if you're wondering, is this possible? Yes. It doesn't matter where you live. There might not be any other English speaker around you. Don't worry. Remember this tip. When you surround yourself with English, your English will improve and your ability to think in English will also improve. You got me. Let's keep it moving. Tip number two. Tip number two is to speak out loud. Yes, you heard me speak out loud. Listen closely. It's important for you to practice speaking English out loud whenever you can. For example, describe your environment. Think of English words to describe various situations or simply talk to yourself in English. This will help you become more comfortable with thinking in English. It will literally force you to organize your thoughts in English before you speak. You have to think, right? 
So it doesn't matter if you are living alone or if you are living in a country where there's no one else around you while you're sitting there in your room, in your kitchen, or maybe while you're at work, think about your activity and speak about it. Now, maybe if you're at work, your coworkers might look at you a little funny. So try this when you're in an environment where it won't matter if you're speaking out loud, but it's important to articulate your thoughts. It's important to say them out loud. And when I say out loud, I don't mean, Hey, my name is, and how are you? No, listen, as your English teacher, remember, I believe in you and you need to believe in yourself. When you believe in yourself, your shoulders go back. You speak with more confidence, speak out loud and with confidence. You have to believe in yourself. So tip number two, speak out loud. Makes sense, right? Now, before we go on to tip number two, I want to remind you that every week I send out tips that help English learners around the world improve their English. So if you're not already getting my newsletter, free newsletter via email, all you have to do is go to www.speakenglishwithtiffany.com forward slash newsletter. I want to help you. And if you'd like to get these free emails, please go to the link and join this email newsletter. I want to help you even more. All right. So let's now go to tip number three. Tip number three is to use images, use images instead of relying on translating words in your head, try to connect English words to their meanings by using actual images. Yes. Pictures. You can also create flashcards in order to connect English words with their concepts. Now I used this in my classroom all the time when I was teaching English in Korea. Remember I was hired to help some, um, soldiers. They were on the military base and they were trying to learn English and I used images and they absolutely loved it. Why? because it was a fun way to learn English. I'd show them a picture and then I'd ask them individually, Hey, describe this picture, pick a word that describes this picture. And they would start thinking of different words because there's something that happens when you use images, it activates a different side of your brain and it makes the learning process more enjoyable. So in order to start thinking in English, start using images and it will trigger certain things in your brain. So no matter what word you say, or if you find a new word, that word will now moving forward, be connected to that image in your brain. Makes sense, right? Okay. Let's move on to tip number four. Tip number four is also an important one. Think in English during everyday activities. You see, when you're performing simple tasks like cooking or driving, it's important for you to try to think in English. For example, describe the steps you are taking, anticipate what you need to do next and create simple English sentences to describe your daily activities. I used to do this when I was in South Korea studying Korean, whenever I had to take a taxi and the taxi was driving me from one destination, from one location to another location, I would in my mind in Korean say, okay, he's about to turn left. All right. Now he's about to turn right. Okay. He's going to go forward. He's going to stop at this light. 
but I was saying it in Korean. Why? To practice using Korean over and over again. And you can do the same thing. Think in English during your everyday activities. I'm pouring some water in my cup. I'm calling my friend to tell them something. Think in English and describe your everyday activities. You'll be amazed how quickly you'll start thinking in English. Make sense? All right, here we go. Let's go to tip number five. Tip number five, another important one. Tip number five is practice thinking in English during quiet moments. You see, use the quiet moments of your day to think in English. This is a great tip because it will encourage you to be calm when you think in English. Let me break this down. Normally, when you get in a situation where someone asks you a question in English, someone that's a native English speaker, or even another English learner that is maybe a little bit above you, what happens? You immediately feel a little nervous. Maybe your palms start sweating and it seems like your mind goes blank, right? Nervousness becomes attached to speaking English. But now we are switching that emotion. Tip number five, again, in your quiet moments, when you're calm, when you're relaxed, start thinking in English. Think about your day. Think about your friend, your family member, your spouse. Describe that person. Describe that situation. Now, a feeling of calmness, a feeling of relaxation will be attached to thinking in English. Makes sense, right? Speaking English, yes, it's about learning words, expressions, but it's also about managing your emotions, staying calm. There's an expression, cool, calm, and collected. This is a tip that will help you starting today. Let's move on to tip number six. Tip number six, avoid using translation apps too much. Notice I didn't say all together. Translation apps are not bad, but don't use them too much. Let me explain. Translation apps can sometimes be helpful, but relying on them too much can hinder your ability to think in English. Instead, what I want you to do is to challenge yourself to find alternative ways to express your thoughts in English without relying so much on translations. Here's something interesting. I was just teaching a class about two weeks ago and there was a new student that had joined our family and the student, I could tell they were looking for a specific word. But now I've spoke, I've literally taught thousands upon thousands of students so I can read students quite well. I know when it's important for me to help and when it's important for me to simply wait and let them process it and let them figure it out. It was that type of moment. It was the moment where I needed to sit back and just listen and let her figure it out. I could tell she wanted me to give her the word, but she could also tell by my facial expression that I was simply going to wait and that I wanted her to figure it out. So she didn't say the word she was looking for, but she found an alternative way, an alternate way of saying what she wanted to say. And then I smiled. This is what happens when you don't rely on translation apps too much. When you don't rely on, Hey, let me stop and find the exact word. It's okay. 
Find other words in your database, in your brain that you can use to express yourself. And then later on, look up that word, but in the moment it's okay, figure it out. So again, tip number six, avoid using translation apps too much. You don't want to rely on them too much. Tip number seven, use context clues. We're talking about thinking in English. So let me explain when you encounter unfamiliar words or expressions in English, don't get frustrated or nervous. Remember we talked about being calm, cool, calm, and collected. Don't get frustrated or nervous. Instead, try to understand their meaning based on the context in which they are used. We're talking about thinking in English. So look at the text, look at what the word, where the word is located and try to think about what's going on. This will help you rely less on translations and focus more on understanding the overall message. In other words, it will help you think more in English. Remember these tips are going to help you transform your English. It's possible. My friend, I believe in you. You can do it. Just apply these tips that you're learning. Tip number eight, keep a journal, keep a journal. I actually have tons of journals. Now I have these journals sitting right here. I use journals for many different aspects of my business, but I also use them for personal reasons. I write down many things. I write down things when I'm having my worship, studying the Bible. I write down things that pop up into my head throughout the day. When you keep a journal, you'll notice that you'll be able to start thinking in English even more. You see, start writing a journal in English on a regular basis. For example, write about your thoughts, write about your feelings and your experiences. This will help you practice thinking in English and improve your writing skills at the same time. Remember, it doesn't have to be long. It's just getting into the habit of writing in your journal on a regular basis, forcing yourself to organize your thoughts, to organize your ideas, to lay out using words, what you experienced throughout the day, improving your ability to think in English. Tip number nine, engage in conversations with native English speakers. Now, before I break this down, I want to remind you of something native English speakers. We're nice people. Now there are always going to be some people that are not nice, but in general, we're nice. Come on now. Look at my smile. Come on now. Go ahead. You can smile too. Listen, we're generally, we're nice people. So engage in conversations. Don't be shy. We'll talk to you. Now, again, as your teacher, of course, it's a little bit different because I'm here, I'm teaching you a lesson, but we're speaking about when you are in an environment where English speakers are around you or even online English forums or, or Facebook groups, engage in conversations. Let me break it down. It is important to seek opportunities to engage in conversations with native English speakers. If you don't personally know any native English speakers, you can find online forums and start speaking to people there. This will help you gain more confidence in your English and also help you think faster in English. This is the goal to think faster in English practice. You can be at home having your keyboard and typing, start the conversation. You can do it. Tip number 10.
Tip number 10, I want you to pay close attention to be patient and persistent. It is important to remember that thinking in English is a skill that takes time and practice to develop. Please, my friend, please be patient with yourself and keep going even when it gets difficult because it will get difficult over time. You'll start to notice how much easier it is for you to think in English. In other words, don't give up. These tips that I'm sharing with you, put them into practice and be patient with yourself. You're amazing. You're learning another language. You're already awesome. You're amazing. Be patient with yourself. You're learning a brand new technique, a brand new skill, and your brain needs time to adapt, but practice more and more practice makes progress. You like that? Practice makes progress. I believe in you and I want you to believe in yourself. I hope you enjoyed this lesson. Remember to speak English and I'll talk to you next time. My goal is to help you speak English fluently. But in order for you to speak English fluently, there are 10 techniques that you must know and understand. In today's lesson, I am going to teach you each of these techniques. Are you ready? Well, then I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. The very first technique is you need to set specific language learning goals. Listen, we're talking about techniques that you must master in order to speak English fluently. The very first one is you have to set specific, not vague, not general, but specific language learning goals. Why? The reason is because setting clear, and achievable goals will do what will help you. Yes. My friend, you stay focused and motivated, ultimately improving your fluency. You have to know exactly what your goal is, not a vague goal, but a specific language learning goal. This is technique number one technique. Number two technique. Number two is just as important technique. Number two, you need to practice speaking aloud. That's right. Practice speaking aloud, not quietly, not just in your mind. You have to speak aloud. I know it gets challenging. I know it's not comfortable, but in order for you to achieve fluency, you have to apply this technique. Start speaking out loud. Why? Here's the reason regularly speaking aloud will help you become more comfortable with pronunciation and intonation enhancing your overall fluency. I know that sometimes you feel a little bit awkward, a little weird, a little nervous when you speak English, right? Ooh, was my pronunciation right? Ooh, did I say that correctly? Even though you might be nervous, don't 
hold back. Start speaking aloud even more. We're trying to help you speak English fluently. Technique number two, speak aloud. Technique number three is also extremely important. Technique number three, record and listen to your own voice. I have said this to you multiple times. If you've been following me for a while, I've emphasized the importance of recording yourself, whether it be a video or a voice recording. It's very important for you to record yourself and listen. Why you might be asking Tiff, why do I need to record and listen to myself? Here's the reason recording and listening. I'll say it again, recording and listening to your own voice will allow you to identify areas that you need to work on. This will aid in self-correction and improvement. A few lessons ago, I mentioned this. So I want to emphasize it again. You need to assess yourself. You need to see how far you've come and also what things you need to tweak, to change, to fix in order to move forward along your English journey to fluency. Technique number three, record and listen to your own voice. What about technique number four? Another important one. Technique number four, focus on specific areas of weakness. A few lessons ago, I mentioned focusing on one skill at a time. Now I'm giving you another technique. Focus on your weakness. Wait a minute, Tiffany. I thought you didn't want me to focus on my mistakes in this situation. In order to improve your English fluency, you have to know what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. If your weakness is vocabulary, start practicing using more vocabulary. Notice I didn't say start memorizing more vocabulary. I said, start practicing using more vocabulary, figure out what your weakness is and then fix it. Make your weakness, your strength. Why identifying and targeting specific areas of weakness, such as pronunciation or vocabulary will help you improve your overall fluency more efficiently. This is what's going to happen. Your weaknesses right now cause you to feel nervous. If I were to ask you, Hey, what's your name? Immediately you'd respond. If I were to ask you, Hey, what's your favorite food? Immediately you'd respond. You have confidence in your ability to answer that question. But what if I asked you about your weakness? What if I asked you something that was connected to your weakness, maybe pronunciation, maybe, maybe speaking about a certain topic, all of a sudden you wouldn't be as confident. I don't want you to experience that anymore. Instead you, yes, you take control, take control of your English journey, recognize what your weaknesses are and make them your strengths. I believe in you. Now believe in yourself again, technique number four, focus on specific areas of weakness 
and make them your strengths. Technique number five, another important one. Practice reading out loud. You've heard me say this before and I'll say it again. Practice reading out loud. I've had so many students in the past that have told me, come to my classes, been a student of mine when I was in Korea. Tiffany, my reading comprehension is great, but my speaking is not good. If you, instead of just getting a book and reading it, don't read silently. Instead, read out loud. Not only will you be improving your comprehension, your understanding of patterns, your understanding of context, you'll also be improving your fluency. Your tongue will get the practice it needs. Practice reading out loud. Why? Reading aloud will help you improve your pronunciation, your rhythm, your pace, and in the end, it will contribute to clearer and more fluent speech. I want you to speak English fluently. So you must have this technique. Practice speaking and reading out loud. Shake your head if you'll do it. Come on. Yeah. Let's move on to number six. Technique number six. Another technique you must start following and putting into practice now. Practice summarizing again. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You have to practice summarizing. I want to get a little bit more specific this time though. Summarize your ideas and also the ideas of others found in articles. I'll say it again. Practice summarizing your own ideas, your own opinions on things, and also practice summarizing articles. Read an article in English about whatever topic you're interested in. Maybe the article is a full page. Summarize it in 60 seconds. Maybe the article is half a page. Summarize it in 15 seconds. Practice summarizing. Why? Regularly summarizing articles, books, or movies in English will help you develop the ability to express ideas concisely and improve your overall fluency. Trust me. I've said it before. Summarizing is one of the keys to helping you finally experience fluency in English practice summarizing number seven, another important one. Number seven, engage in role plays. I like this one engage in role plays. I did this a lot when I was in South Korea with my students role playing, figuring out a scenario, figuring out a situation, different characters and act, act like the boss in a work environment. Act like the individual going to buy something from the store. Create these scenarios and create these scripts in English and practice role-playing. Why? Why is it important for you to practice role-playing in order to speak English fluently? Here's the reason. Participating in role-plays will allow you to practice real-life scenarios. Real-life scenarios 
which will inevitably improve your ability to communicate effectively and fluently when real life scenarios become reality for you. You've been practicing these scenarios. So when you go to the store, you'll just go back to the role play you practiced with your friends or your English partners. Technique number seven, engage in role plays. Technique number eight, it's important for you to keep a journal, keep a language learning journal. You need to chart your progress. You need to jot down your thoughts, write down your notes in English. What did you do today? What was challenging? What's your weakness today? How can you make it a strength? You need to have these things written down as you go along your English journey to speak English fluently. Why? Here's why. Maintaining a language learning journal will help you reflect on your progress, identify areas for improvement and track your language development. Three things. Number one, reflect on your progress. Wow. I am improving. Wow. I've learned a lot. Number two, identify areas of improvement. Ooh, I can, I, I need to work on this part. This is easy, but this over here is a little bit challenging. And number three, track your language development. This is why it's so important for you to keep a language learning journal. Make sense. All right. Number nine technique. Number nine. It's important for you to incorporate English into your daily activities, whatever you're doing throughout your day, you need to start describing it in English. Start talking to yourself. You can start low <laughs> so people don't think you're crazy, but start incorporating English into your daily activities as you're cooking. Okay. Today I'm making my family this start speaking to yourself in English. Describe your day. If you're online, try to engage in conversations in English, incorporate English into your daily activities. Why? Because integrating English into your daily activities, such as listening to English podcasts while commuting or driving to work, reading English recipes instead of recipes in your own language or watching English tutorials, try to include English in as many of your daily activities as possible. And technique number 10, in order to get you to your goal of speaking English fluently, seek opportunities for real life practice. I was in New York, true story with a friend of mine and we were at a uh, B and H photo looking for some camera equipment. And someone behind me said, teacher Tiffany. And I turned and maybe he's watching right now. Hey. And he said, hi, I, I, I watch you on YouTube and I just want to thank you so much. And he proceeded to thank me profusely for my English lessons and saying that his English has improved a lot. Why am I bringing this man up? because he didn't have to stop me. He was nervous, but he decided to be confident, to have courage and to reach out 
and speak English. This is what you need to do. You need to find opportunities for real life practice. Don't be shy. Ask the question in English. Speak to someone in English. Don't hold back. Why is this so important? Actively seeking opportunities, even online, to use English, such as participating in English speaking clubs or volunteering as an English tutor. These things will provide practical experience in natural language use and enhance your fluency. They will also help you stop being nervous. It's very important for you to try to use English in real life as much as possible. English fluency is attainable. You can and will achieve this goal, but you must apply each of these 10 techniques. Now I hope this lesson helped you. I hope these techniques help take your English to the next level. Don't forget. I have a newsletter where I want to give you even more tips and techniques. Go to speak English with Tiffany.com forward slash newsletter, free email three times a week, and I'll be in your inbox as your English teacher. Thank you so much for watching this lesson. I hope it helped you and I'll talk to you in the next one. You still there? You know what time it is. It's story time. Hey, I said it's story time. <laughs> All right. So for this story, it's short, but it is something that I'll never forget. So my mom, she's a respiratory therapist. She's retired, but she was a respiratory therapist and she used to work with the West Indian lady. This West Indian lady was also a respiratory therapist, but on the side, she had a restaurant. She was an amazing cook. Unfortunately, she has since passed away, but she was an amazing cook and she used to make roti. Mercy. Her roti was absolutely amazing. Finger licking. I would be licking my fingers. That's how good her roti was. Cabbage, potatoes, chickpeas, all inside of the roti skin. Amazing. But there was one thing, one general rule that you had to remember whenever you went to her restaurant, whatever was on the menu is what you got. No deviations, no changes, no extras. Get what's on the menu. I knew this, but one day I went to the restaurant and I wanted to order a roti, a vegetarian roti, but something had happened where I needed something taken out. I don't know if I was sick at the time or for some reason I wanted to ask for something to be taken out. So I placed my order and listen, they didn't really give eye contact. They were just very blunt, nice, but blunt. What do you want? Okay. $10. Give me your card. Very blunt, very straightforward. So I gave my car, but I said, oh, I wanted to know if it was possible. Ah, 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 ah. No, 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 no. We don't do any changes. I couldn't even get out my request. Normally that would have been seen as rude. Normally a person would leave an establishment if the owner was that rude, but the food was too good. <laughs> Her food was too good. And I knew they weren't trying to be rude. It was just how they, it was just their personality, how they were. So I said, 
no problem. I'll take what you give me. And I gave my card and I went home and I took out the thing myself. Why? Because the food was just too good. I didn't want to miss out on it. Maybe you've experienced this. Maybe you've been in a situation where the food was just so good. You didn't mind if the person was rude. If so, let us know in the comment section if you're watching this video. I hope you enjoyed this story and I'll talk to you in the next lesson.